My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants 5th Edition Homebrew Campaign. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra, the Eldarin Spore Druid, and she is just a little bit obsessed with mushrooms. Hi, my name's Simon. I'm playing the character of Ember. I'm a wildfire druid who's on a quest to be the very best there ever was. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm playing Harry Harrington, the Harringon, the roguish merchant with the heart of gold. My name is Christian. I'm playing Bartholomew, the romantic dancing owl and paladin of devotion. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'll be playing Niles Silverwind, the Owlin, Way of the Sympathy Hey guys, I'm Jared. I play the character of Thrain, the boisterous frost giant Goliath, half of the giant Barbarian. Hello there, lovely listener. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode of Return of the Giants may contain adult language or adult themes. Hello! Hello, hello! hello. How are you all doing? Welcome back, everybody, to the Lost Archives. It is wonderful to see all of your gorgeous faces once again and to have you come and join us for our Return of the Giants campaign. We had a awesome session last week of Return of the Giants. Unfortunately, we've got to catch a few players up to speed um, of what happened last session because it was a spicy meatball. Uh, I will do that with a full recap uh, very, very shortly. Uh, the only fun announcements I have to share tonight same as it was for Curse of Stroud on uh, Monday night. Uh, people seem to be really enjoying the Surviving the Aftermath playthrough, so I will finish the main quest and then I will stop playing that game. So we will we'll go through and we'll finish the main quest and the DLC uh, quest that I've been doing as well. We'll play through those, finish off the game, and then I think we'll move on to something else. If you have any suggestions for a fun single-player game you'd like me to check out, uh, previous entries include um, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, um, the Wandering Village, Surviving the Aftermath, just any random game I kind of feel like playing, chuck it in the chat or in the uh, in the YouTube comments. I'll, I'll check it out, have a bit of fun playing it. Otherwise, in terms of our multiplayer games, it has been a while since we did a Lost Archives multiplayer uh, game. I am going to organize for a little housewarming kind of treat once I've moved into the new place, a uh, playthrough of Akron, which is that VR game where I'm in VR as a giant tree and everyone else is on their phones playing squirrels, trying to steal my nuts. It sounds like a really weird, odd game. I promise it's one of the most fun games I've ever played in my life. And seeing it from the tree's perspective as these cheeky little squirrels try and attack me is going to be awesome. I believe you can have like nine people on that. So we can have anyone who wants to come and play, jump in and jump out. Even if we're doing it live and you want to jump in and join it, I'll set it up so we can. And maybe we'll do a few Jackbox games as well. I love Patently Stupid so much and I haven't played it in a long time. But I want to play it again. That's the one where you suggest problems and then you have to invent something to fix the problem that other people have suggested and you have to draw like a picture and then pitch it as if you're doing it like a shark tank pitch that sounds cool i love it so much it's so fun like yeah the problems you can come up with are great unfortunately jared uh is running either a little bit late or is not joining us i'm not quite sure where he's at dave is still away he won't be joining us tonight's session so i will keep playing the character of harry and i'll play the character of thrain until either jared joins us or i just kill off thrain as punishment uh no, 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 no obviously not obviously not but i think I think we should begin our session. So, the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, have formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember, and Thrain are delving deep below the earth into the Underdark, seeking to investigate rumors of stone giants taking over territory and arming for war. Now accompanied by Bartholomew and Owlin, taken prisoner by the Duragar, the team have been searching the Underdark for a deep gnome village that their guides had come from. During their journey through the vast network of caverns, the team stumbled across a Mycenae colony and sought respite from the many dangers of the Underdark. 
They soon learned that the Mykonid colony was in fact under constant threat, their numbers rapidly dwindling. Most recently, a younger Mykonid had been killed by a group of fish-like creatures called Kuatoa. Offering to assist the Mykonids by eliminating the threat, the team decided to head out into the surrounding caverns to hunt down these creatures, discovering a hidden cache of notes and research belonging to the Society of Brilliance along the way. Reaching the Kuatoa village, the party interrupted the creatures in the midst of summoning a dark octopus-like monster. After disrupting the final ritual and destroying the entity and the Kuatoa summoning it, the aftermath of the battle saw our heroes discovering a mural at the back of the Kuatoa tavern, depicting the very distant past of Nostea and the giants who first inhabited it. Making their way back to the Mykonid Circle, the party reported their success to the three Mykonid sovereigns, who were pleased to hear the threat posed by the Kuatoa was no more. During the course of the discussions, Lyra asked the Sovereigns to assist her in understanding the way in which their spores function, which resulted in the revelation that she has some deeper connection to the Mykonids than had previously been known. Now calling her Little Sovereign, Lyra's symbiotic entity Swampy seemed to be rather acutely affected by exposure to the spores and Mykonid magic. While Harry and Zaylin planned on escaping the circle without the Shadow Blades realizing it, Lyra practiced her new powers and Ember used the knowledge of the gnomes to locate the exact position of more of the caches hidden by the Society of Brilliance. Meanwhile, Bartholomew spent some time with Gook, one of the Sverniblin, uh, deep gnome guides, and together they worked on making him a new amulet. Niles uh, spent some time with the Deep Gnomes and Bartholomew, realizing that he actually recognized the name Satine, a bowerbird Aracocra, who was best friends with Iseel, the daughter of his monastic master. Last session, however, the group took this brief opportunity to rest. While Harry and Bartholomew kept watch, the rest of the party took a well-earned sleep, only to find themselves once again in a giant dream. This time taking place amongst an abandoned frost giant encampment far to the north of Nostea, the group experienced firsthand the effects of the treaty the giants had with the elves, dragons, and dwarves. The frost giants had built an enormous ship, the Ice Splitter, which was currently housing the entire population of this village, forced to move to allow these new races space to recover. It was revealed that Thrain was living the life of his ancestor, a frost giant known as Jarl Ulfric, a hero from the Frost Goliath tales and legends. During this vision, Ulfric was revealed to have given up his titles and position of leadership, and that a trial of three would be taking place to determine the next leader of the Frost Giants. We left off as the team awoke from the giant dream, the events they just witnessed still fresh in their minds. And we had a little bit of tension between Ember, who was inhabiting the uh, soul of a fire giant, and uh, Thrain, who is obviously inhabiting his uh, frost giant ancestor, uh, Jarl Ulfric, had a little bit of tension that did result in uh, a wee bit of fisticuffs between the two that was then quickly resolved uh, by the intercession of uh, our storm and cloud giants, respectively. And we left off as the rest of the frost giants in this in this vision return to the enormous ship, the enormous long ship, uh, with a massive metal prow with a, a large blade-like uh, ram at the very front, uh, as the frost giants return to the ship, and the th uh, four of you slowly begin to fall back asleep, waking up, having just finished a long rest. Uh, Bartholomew and Harry. The two of you took some time each, keeping watch and having a bit of a sleep. The rest of the party, despite Lyra being an elf, 
and I mean both both uh, Bartholomew and Harry would know that elves generally don't sleep per se they sort of fall into a bit of a trance for a couple of hours and then wake up uh, Lyra did not awaken for the full length of her sleep she seemed to be in deep slumber much unlike how you've seen elves before um, Bartholomew I think you'd offered to take the first watch I, ha- I had Bartholomew offer to take the first watch and then swap with Harry partway through Harry's still sort of working out some of the details of their escape with Zaylin. Um when you uh, go to wake Harry for the for his watch. There hasn't been anything that exciting during that time. But just so that I can describe some things that might have happened, could I please get you to roll me a d100? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I like how Ali has posted in the chat. Why am I still looking at it? <laughs> uh, 72. What was that, sorry? 72. 72, perfect. As you begin to get into the, I'd say the first two hours of your watch, as you spend a bit of time looking out over the Mykonid circle, you can see that the energy of the circle has changed since your return and since the news that the um, Kuatoa had been dealt with. You can see the Mykonids are currently in the process of tending to a large collection of spores, almost like rows of spore gardens planted on what looks like a mixture of decaying vegetable and animal matter. These three rows of decomposing remains of animals, some humanoids from this distance and with the level of putrefaction, hard to say whether they were drow, duragar, deep gnomes or other humanoids, could even be humans per se, hard to say that the decay has taken such an advanced stage. But you can see them tending to these rows and rows of sprouting, fruiting mushroom bodies. And as you watch, um, one of the larger uh, circular fruiting bodies that sort of is rising up a bit higher than the others, a, a slender, thin stalk, quite woody to your appearance, and this pale white uh, cylindrical, uh, almost, not cylindrical, sorry, oval-shaped uh, orb above it. You watch as it slowly begins to glow deep within with this pale green light that slowly begins to grow brighter and brighter and you can see the Mycon is getting more and more excited as the three sovereigns walk over you watch as each one of them places a hand upon the outside of this large almost egg-like mushroom that is growing uh, and starting to glow incredibly brightly around the circle with a sudden crack Bartholomew you watch as the edge of the fruiting body immediately hardens and then splits open, releasing a cloud of these bioluminescent spores that fly up into the air, scattering across these phantom winds as a result of temperature changes and differentials within the vast caverns of the Underdark, catching the spores and slowly moving them out across over the uh, mushroom forest. Emerging from within, you see a three-fingered hand push its way out, grab the edge of this fruiting body and pull it back as the Myconids all raise their voices in song. A beautiful, haunting melody that seems so full of joy and life. And you watch as a much smaller Myconid pulls itself free of the fruiting body. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt the amazing no, no, uh, interaction because I want to I want to stay in the immersion. How are they singing? I thought they couldn't speak. Or is this telepathically? Telepathic. 
Yeah. Okay. The music um, fills the air. The report spores carrying this wordless song. Yeah. This is a massive major nerd reference, but it's like how the Ood in Doctor Who are able to sing telepathically <laughs> with their minds. Yeah. If you get that reference, you now have to subscribe. Welcome aboard. Um, okay. Okay. So. As you as you see the uh, on YouTube, you don't have to you don't have to subscribe on Twitch. It's okay. I know I know the subscribe button on Twitch costs you money. I meant on YouTube. Um, if it's on Twitch, you have to click follow. Uh, as as the smaller myconid pulls itself free from this large egg-like fruiting mushroom body, the sovereigns all reach out their hands, placing it first upon the chest of the smaller myconid and then anointing its forehead with these glowing spores, creating this circular symbol with a large line down the very center, forming this almost runic looking symbol. Bartholomew, I'm gonna get you to roll me a religion check, please, to see, or arcana, sorry, religion or arcana, to see if you recognize this symbol. Um, I'm gonna do a religion, because that's still always something close with the monastic, they're both a plus one, but just information-wise. More uh, than happy for you to pick which one. 14, okay. The symbol tickles your memory. You've seen this before somewhere. Not the exact symbol, but the flowing lines of it, the overall shape. It almost looks like an elven symbol to your mind. And as you cast your mind back over some of the teachings that you had when you were growing up in the monastery of the Aeris Theocracy, you do recognize this symbol. It's not the same, but it looks very similar to one of the symbols used to denote Melora, the goddess of the wilds, the wave overhead, and then a spear of ice down the middle. Normally it's then accompanied by wind underneath, it's a very old symbol for Melora, a pictographic symbol, not really used anymore amongst her followers, um, except for the uh, Meloran orcs of the Floating Isles, who still use the wave symbol, that arched wave, as their symbol for Melora. They have the, the three wave uh, curve lines on their, either on their forehead or on their arm in a tattoo as a symbol of Melora. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely a connection to the elves. But as you look at it, you realize that the way they've changed it seems to incorporate almost a symbol for the moon or for night or for darkness. You're not really sure. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go up and be like, what, what's that? I, I what need to is know, that but... symbol? <laughs> um, Just slap their uh, hands away from the baby mic and it, what is this? <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I'm still fair. sitting on guard of watching at the moment. Harry's having his little nap. I'm just sort of uh, entranced. Um, a bunch of like uh, stargazers um, in the Grand Canyon. I'm sort of just sitting here looking at something that's that's beautiful. I'm... Dream. That's actually as you bring that up, the way the spores, these bioluminescent spores, drift on the currents, rising up with the hot air from the fermentation and the um, decomposition of the organic material as the warm air pulls the spores up into the sky. It almost looks like the stars in the night sky. And at that moment, I'd say probably that longing for the surface world maybe rises again a little bit within you. You've been down here for a while. You, For a moment, you'd forgotten even what the stars looked like at night. This is the closest you've seen in weeks. Maybe even longer. 
It's hard to tell. Day and night don't have a meaning deep below the earth. But it is beautiful. Uh, It is stunning. um, uh, Many young men my age, I'm going to try to ignore my emotions. Conceal, don't feel. And um, I'm going to distract myself by turning away from the beautiful look when that thought sort of comes over. And instead, um, the start of this long rest, I'll use a spell slot. uh, And I'm just going to um, bring back um, Kong Chi from uh, the the Fey Realm, or wherever Kong Chi comes from. I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I... when, while yeah. escaping in the uh, in the underdark, needing to call upon some form of um, entity to sort of get out, I'd already lost my wings at that point. Uh, Kong Chi was the the essence that sort of came when I was starting to learn these paladin powers for the very first time. So I don't really know where Kong Chi comes from. Um, instead, I would like to imagine very similar with my with my magic, a, a glow of white light. Um, and uh, similar to how I jumped on Kong Chi for the very first time, a bit of like a dancing spin where I grab at what is just air and then it turns into um, hair and saddle and I uh, get carried in a, just a quick circle. And um, I'll quickly hug Kong Chi's neck and see how uh, she's gone. Kong Chi, as her fox like ears sort of twitch a little bit, taking in the new sounds, you see her breathe in deeply taking a first breath as you pull her back out of the spirits let's say the spirit wilds the spirit realm kind of like that idea for kong chi um as she nuzzles into you her fox-like nose and soft red fur uh, along her upper body she sort of nuzzles into you you feel those large elk antlers underneath the uh, the fur on her forehead as they sort of like brush up against you she nudges you strongly and then looks back into the cave seeing the sleeping forms of your companions lying there and as she turns back towards you, you can see her sort of snuffle a little bit and then nibble at your hands looking for a treat. Um, I don't know when I'm probably going to get a chance to do this. I actually only just thought of it now. It's not why I summoned Kong Chi. Um, could I try, I guess, getting to know my little companion a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I mean, you hadn't really thought about where Kong Chi was from. This is the first time you've had a chance to stop and rest since your arrival more, in the Underdark, especially since you were able to first summon Kong Chi. Even more than that, the reason why I'm thinking right now is I've got the rapport spores. I can't talk to ah, a fire rev, but yeah. maybe I can use the rapport spores. Um, and uh, I think the most pressing matter is I'm not like, where are you from? I don't want lore. I'm just going to ask Kong Chi with the rapport spores, just sort of a sense of worry, panic, and... Um, care and love like uh, are you okay i'm wanting to see if after the combat and when kongji got pretty messed up fighting the kuatoans and i was a bit worried about that unsummoned um them so they could sort of return back safely are, are you okay there's an immediate sense of confidence that comes back across the bond almost a dismissiveness of your concerns followed by a reassurance this sense of warmth safety and security coming from Kong Chi. You get the sense Kong Chi might be a little bit cheeky and a little bit arrogant from this exchange. This sense of like, oh, who are you to be worried about me? But actually I'm okay. Coming across okay. the bonds. This, yeah, this because it's it's emotions that you kind of sense from Kong Chi. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ali, I think your camera's just died on us. Camera says no. Camera says no. Back. 
That's okay. I had that happen to me the other day in the middle of Curse of Strahd. <laughs> it was great. I was <laughs> yeah. right in the middle of this like horrific description and then the camera just went... Like, um, oh, okay. I'll give Kongchi a little uh, sort of like nuzzle forehead to forehead and then the same thing I do with my Labrador. I'll give it like a kiss just above the wet nose on like the fur of the arch. Um, you watch as Kongchi immediately sort of licks her nose and then paws at it a little bit with her large fox-like paws. Um, before turning around and like, scratching her back with one of her antlers, her very like, elk-like elk back legs and hind legs. And then I might, um, I guess, uh, I'll go over and try to wake someone up um, uh, from these these rests, and I'll probably go over to Niles, and as I'm sort of waking Niles up, I don't have much. And so the first thing um, I would probably say is, Niles, you start to wake up from whatever the hell just happened with you guys, even though I'm, I'm unaware. Uh, um, Niles, hello? Actually, I'll, I'll check. Does he wake? So what you notice, dream, or sorry, Bartholomew, what you notice, Bartholomew, is as the as the rest of the, the your companions begin to wake up, there's a sudden, almost like a pulse of light from the gemstones on the backs of their hands, this sudden pulse from these devices, and then simultaneously, all of them wake up quickly, efficiently, no slow return to consciousness. It's almost like they're almost like they've just suddenly come back is the best way to describe it all suddenly awoken all at the same time a little bit spooky uh yeah yeah uh, i'm gonna like reach for the great sword um at my my waist uh, uh, uh hey guys we all you all good uh, uh um niles what oh. what day what day is it who, who am i you're, well, you're, you're Bart, Bartholomew, ah, oh. but what, what a strange, I like, Niles looks down at the hand and goes, and I kind of glance over at, um, at, at Ember and Lyra and sort of, and, and Thrain and go, um, did we just, was that another, one of the dream giant visions that we had? That or a coincidental simultaneous uh, possession. I'll put the sword back down. I, I, I had forgotten that that was a thing. I just did a quick uh, history check. Oh, that's right. Crap, did I miss out on that? Um, yeah, I, I think you might have, Bart. Oh. Was, was any, were, were all of you there? Is, my, is mine maybe just broken? Uh, Harry wasn't there either. Harry looks at his hand and goes, Oh, yeah, I was keeping watch with you. You weren't really paying me attention, though, so I just sort of did my own thing. I guess if we're awake, it doesn't work, then... Well, that sucks! I was... I've been really interested in it. I was hoping that it might... I don't know, this all feels very similar to, like I said, the the temple and the relics that we have. Um, Okay, yeah, sure, what... So, did you see that weird code dude again? Nor we saw frost giants. Beautiful frost giants. Thrain interrupts, looking very, very pleased. You missed Ember being an absolute badass. Oh! When I first woke up, I would have tried to go over to Thrain and, like, not maybe playfully, but knock him in the face. <laughs> how, how hard are you knocking him in the face? I need to know if dice need to be rolled or not. No, no, okay. not that hard. I would have, if i seen him still rubbing his face to wake up or something, I would have gone up and just tried to, yeah. Give him I see, like, start of a noggy, yeah. like a fist against the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was wondering so. if, as he goes to get up and like pushes his arms up, you just kick one of his arms out so he falls to the side. It's like, like, like what you do to a younger sibling, basically, right? Or an older yeah. sibling, or just a sibling. 
pretty much. Pretty much. I see. Well, I was going to ask uh, Niles or I guess any anyone just for some food for um uh, my girl here. And I'll sort of uh, stroke her side, but this seems more. Uh, I guess. Are we still leaving to, uh, to Blindenstone? Does this change things? As far as I'm aware, we're, the plan is still the same. Um, still got yes, a job to do. Yeah, of course. Dream did not change plans significantly. Just made me know Frost Giant superiority. Three steps in. I see. Um, I'll look over at Harry. Uh, I'm inside check to make sure he's not lying to me and like the Tempest Guild aren't just setting me up. That's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Harry, Harry is definitely <laughs> someone like who you should be rolling inside checks against more. Uh, because he roll... said he's the only one that didn't sleep yeah. and like honestly in Bartholomew's mind he was trusting everyone and then they're all just like synchronize wake up <laughs> that's, that's absolutely shit. please roll an insight check against harry uh, obviously dave's not here so i'll i'll play harry uh, i'm not going to roll a deception seven because he's not lying uh seven's not great though um yeah gosh harry harry is a tough little bunny to read um, obviously, like, you're used to reading Aracocra and Owlin faces, the beaks, the way the eyes sort of move. You're not used to watching the mouth and the nose for signs of deception. You're used to watching the eyes, right? Because that's what you can see in an owl and an Aracocra. Or looking for feathers rising and falling around the neck as they tense up. Much, much easier to spot deception or, or, t or tension or, or that stress in a bird if you look for those signs. Harry, it's a bit different with Harry. You're not quite sure what it is that gives Harry away when he's lying. You have seen him occasionally twitch his nose, but he doesn't seem to be doing that now. Mm. And he's, he certainly doesn't have it. His hackles aren't rised and his eyes aren't darting around all over the place. If anything, his, his bright, warm brown eyes are turned upon you with a little bit of a smile. You can see the beginning of his buck teeth just pushing through his lips as he looks at you and goes, oh, so, sorry to have missed out on that one. Maybe we'll get the next one, Bart. I'm going British again. Sorry, let me get the New Zealand accent again. Sorry. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. I used to be really good at the New Zealand accent, and now I've no. lost it. It's probably playing with uh, Every Josh time you play him, just um, watch a quick episode of uh, The Boys, and you... I don't know that The Boys... Um, I was thinking oh, The Mighty Boosh or Flight of the Concords would do it. That would do it. Flight of the Concords would be the easiest one. Or that New Zealand, uh, New Zealand ad, um, the Lord of the Rings ad that I love so much that I could watch again and again. Oh, again. The flight yeah. safety ad. Bro. I could always watch that. That's, that's hey, oh yeah, nah, feeling pretty good. I had a lovely sleep and then I took over a bit of the watch, but I didn't see any dreams. Sorry, Bart. Look, with the bad inside check, um, just in case things have changed, um, with uh, Harry, who's been having weird talks with the um, the drow, uh, with everyone just synchronized waking up, I'm just going to do uh, a quick one of my five divine senses and see if anything's changed with the party. Okay, uh, so there are no fiends, there are no celestials. Uh, you also get Fey and Undead with Divine Sense, correct? No, no, no. That's the so that's Detect Good and oh, Evil. Sorry, this I'm one's a bit more yep. basic. We did it last time um, yes. as well. Uh, celestials, fiends, or undead, okay. um, and then otherwise detecting the Hallow spell, and then otherwise good or evil. So I'm. Um, I don't really feel like there's going to be any hallowed. It's more so just yeah. checking that no one's alignment has changed. <laughs> They're not all oh, yeah. suddenly like evil at the moment or no, something no, like that. No significant changes that you can see. If anything, at the moment, it looks like Thrain is leaning towards neutral lawful. Oh. That's the only change that you can, you can that's see. That's a good sign, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Well, I guess we're still heading to Blindenstone. The Mykonids were doing some stuff while you were asleep, but it honestly just looked like 
I think we've helped. Um, oh, it's it's a it's a good thing. Uh, I yes. guess. Um, Ember and Niles, both of you, when we spoke to the Swift Nerblin, you're, you're right. Um, letting things happen how they need to be sometimes. Um, I guess being a bit more of friendly and heroic rather than leader. I guess it, it's all sort of the same. This is all very new to me. But they were making more of them. And I don't know if any of you had noticed, but I'd seen that their numbers seemed to be dwindling quite a bit from the abodes yes. that they had. But there was um, some babies uh, that, Harry, you haven't stolen from yet. I don't steal from babies unless they've got good stuff that they don't deserve that I want. Well, they're dead, apparently. <laughs> they don't need it anymore, do they? Uh, <laughs> well, that was, well, but that, that's marvellous, Bart. You, I was just having one. a look. I wasn't stealing. I just, Harry, I just. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Niles, everything, they seem to be growing again, which oh. is nice. Excellent. Well, I think that's uh, that we've done. We've done some good work here, then, by the sounds of it. Uh, I don't nice. know if it was maybe our contribution. It may have happened already, but if they're feeling strong enough and more confident, then I'm sure that could be something that would be helping them with regrow their numbers, perhaps. Well, I guess now is what's the plan, everyone? Um, are we just heading in a straight line? I know that the. The Swift Nerblin, we're planning on leading us. Is there anything Does else? Dream still need to have a sleep because has he gone down? He's had yet a sleep. Since? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I'll, okay, I'll swap it so he had first. Uh, so he had second watch and Harry had first watch. So yeah. easy done. I, I think the plan still stands. Uh, we head to the Swift Nerblin uh, village and perhaps on the way there, I think we might have spotted or might have identified where one of these caches might be as well. Perhaps we, should, we could check that out. Uh, we, for the on the way, we should definitely let the uh, drow friend know that we're going first because I think they were planning on um, like she sort of drops to a, a very quiet whisper in case of anyone overhearing again. But um, you know, I think today they had a plan to sort of use our leaving as a bit of a um, red herring for anyone that might be watching them. Zayla wants me to go with her and keep her safe, and I'll, 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 we'll have her look like you, Lyra, and then we'll have you Lyra look like it all works out we've got a plan <laughs> you watch as Harry nods um, um that was a simultaneous Hoot Brothers um I like that <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> questions Harry <laughs> questions uh, my friend <laughs> I have, I, N- Niles I don't know about you um yes, Hoot my thoughts are how is ha- Harry how are you going to catch back up with us how will you know where we are Oh, it's all right. I'm pretty good at tracking. I've got a keen nose. You're pretty good at tracking. That's very casual of you to say in the Underdark. Um, That is rather casual of you. Especially traveling by yourself. Here, do you mind plucking out a a hair? I may be able to use this weird new uh, powers I have. Um, You want me to pull out some of my hairs? What about a whisker? Would a whisker do? That's fine. Only if it doesn't hurt. Uh-oh. Oh, Jeez, okay. ah, as he rubs his snout. <laughs> yeah, that hurt um, way more than I thought it would. That was far more you. painful. You go, I'll he's a whisker. And, um, you better I'll treasure that because I'm not getting another one out. I know what it's like with the uh, with the with the feathers around your face. You'd be a bit uh, be a bit sensitive. Oh, actually, with the thoughts of not not wanting to lose him and seeing everyone just go like weird children of the corn with their um <laughs> their, their gems. Uh, 
Can I close my eyes and try feeling the other people's gems? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, as, you, as you close your eyes, Bartholomew, focus in on the, <laughs> focus in on the, uh, on the gemstone embedded in the back of your, your claw. You can feel that soft pulse, almost like a, a tiny heartbeat coming from it. Could I get you to please roll me a D100, please? D100. D100. Otherwise known as the Dundred, which is also my favorite right. name for it. 21. 21. As you as you focus, you feel only the lone heartbeat from the gemstone in your hand. You're not sure if you even could reach out with it. This technology is so new to you. You've yeah, yeah. Even I, I, to scratch I don't even the know surface. if it does this. I'm just. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll let everyone keep discussing as the Tempest Guild starts to, because I'm I'm not just I'm the newbie here. As they decide. Hang on, what before you go any further, Larry, you need to say that out loud. If you do this, you need to say it out loud because that is amazing. <laughs> so just to fuck with them, like you know, she's in a bit of a cheeky mood since she woke up oh after my. that dream. Uh, while he's got his eyes closed, using shape water, she's just going to run some cold water down the back of his neck. <laughs> I take it back. Bartholomew, what you feel at first is that tiny heartbeat followed by literal ice running down your feathers. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit, okay. Um, don't try that again. Uh... And then a, a wetness spreading across your clothes, robes, and soaking through your, your back. Not that much water. Like, oh, okay. Enough, but it's like, you know. Oh, okay. Just you a, but it, it's it's got to be a like fair bit to get through direct. a dense plumage of our feathers. Like, our feathers are yeah. slightly waterproof. Especially Ooh, snowy house. Run them backwards. <laughs> run the... Okay, in that case, you feel a <laughs> hand water. run uh, backwards up your, <laughs> your head and then cold water on the back of your neck. That's scary. Art isn't, Art isn't going to say anything as uh, he... I did it, uh, just a quick wisdom. He doesn't realise what's happening here at the moment. Uh, and um, it's kind of a bit embarrassed. His underwear's wet. Uh, so he's Aww. just going to be sitting there quiet like, okay. It's, not, <laughs> to be, it's not that much water, as Ali said. But, to, but yeah, I mean, the back of your neck is wet. It's soaked with sweat maybe whatever this connection was it was intense it must have been you puffed out your chest tightened you felt your heart rate increase and suddenly you got all of this water on the back of your neck you must have yeah. been look it wasn't what i was expecting yeah. um, but I'm, I'm just gonna sit here quiet trying to work out what the hell that just was um i was also just gonna sit quiet as i was trying to like focus in on everyone but i'm instead i'm just a bit shocked of like <laughs> maybe i did something what did i just do am i a frustrating um, green ocean. How, how sneaky was Lyra doing this? I want to see if Niles noticed this. Uh, you're welcome to make a stealth check, but I, I don't know how possible it is to do this without at least some of you noticing. Yeah, um, I was going to say, because, like, is Shapewater verbal, semantic? Like, what is that? That's a six on stealth. Six. I'm going to say everyone knows this is Directly Lyra. behind yeah. me, she's just, like, water bending. You, you hear this <laughs> as Lyra uncorks the decanter of endless water. You watch her go... Aqua, oh yeah. Oh, she pulls it out and then flourishes around her head and then like looking around slowly crouches down and you watch as the watch like wiggling her fingers you watch as the water yeah. slowly snakes across and then runs backwards up the back of uh, Bartholomew's neck into the under section of his feathers past the downy soft feathers underneath his flight feathers. Amazing. Just thinking in my mind is there a, a water giant? Am I maybe connected to that? Oh, yeah. You know, we're not in the ice, uh, you know, it's not Sub-Zero outside, so it's probably just the frost from the frost giants melting. <laughs> that sounds right to me. Three notes, <laughs> smiling, quite enjoying uh, this moment of <laughs> riveting. 
Um, whereabouts, as we're all getting ready in this morning, whereabouts are the um, the gnomes? Are they with us? Are they ready? No, you guys, um, the, at the end of the last session, the gnomes had set up a little camp in the, the middle of the, the uh, open section of the Myconid Circle. Um, but when it was sort of discussed where you would spend the night, it was decided that one of the empty caves in the, the cave wall at the very back of the Myconid Circle would probably be a better spot to, to set up just in case of any dramas. And given the Svernibblin looked quite comfortable, um, the deep moves looked very, very comfortable where they were. You guys opted not to, to disrupt them and, and bother them while they were setting up camp. And so you came over okay. and, and set up your camp in here. Um, but from where you're located, I mean, you can see them packing up their stuff, getting ready. Um, you can see uh, Gook rolling up the bedroll, um, Gobbledy sort of getting supplies and stuffing them in the satchel. Um, yeah, I mean, looking, looking okay, like well, they're ready to go. Noose sort of like shaking his head a little bit as he looks up at the the glowing spores forming almost like a star map across the the cavern the cavern uh, ceiling above. Okay, as everyone's getting ready, I'll um I'll ask Niles for to go for a little bit of a walk. Uh, do you want to go and grab the Swift Nerblin? Yeah, of, of course, yes. Awesome. Um, and I, something I want to uh, talk to him um as we get a bit I guess away from the group. You don't um, know this, but Niles also wants to talk. <laughs> and um, I guess what well, the rest of the group will just be like packing up and getting ready. Well, we'll, we'll I'll get to Ember and Lyra once you guys have had a chat, because uh, I mean, Lyra, you just uh, Bartholomew has just told you a baby Myconid was born, and the air is now filled with a star field <laughs> of glowing spores. She's Something's going on with those sovereigns. <laughs> Something interesting. <laughs> Um, so we'll get to you. We'll get to you two in a minute. Let's jump back to Bartholomew and Niles for a moment. So yeah, as the two of you begin to walk okay. down, um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a quick, easy uh, walk. But if you take your time, you got a bit of privacy. I, I, as we get a, like about halfway, I will just stop walking. Um, I know this is awkward. It was mentioned oh, awkward for me, I guess. Uh, a little em- embarrassed. Um, it was mentioned briefly, but it feels like maybe I should have like a, a CV with me or something. Um, uh, how does one join the Tempest Guild or your group as, as such? If someone were to be interested and I had a friend uh, that I wanted to mention uh, this to. Uh, uh, it's okay. It's okay, Bart. You speak, speak freely. It's no problem. Um, if you are interested in joining the Tempest Guild, the, uh, the person to speak to is, well, Mira did the uh, interview for us. She's the a very prominent leader in the in the tech skills um but there are there are others uh whose names escape me at this very current time but um okay there well, are, the main there... reason i i it, i know it may be easy um at first it was just a thought of wanting to follow in um father's footsteps uh with the work he already does with um diplomacy across nostea Forget the Tempest Guild. If they're as famous as you're saying, stopping Tiamat's reemergence, I would love to be a part of that and connect um, Eris with the Tempest Guild. But it feels more than that now. I am. Um, I really uh, respect you and um, and Ember. Uh, I feel like you could teach me quite a lot. Um, not Lyra though, just you. <laughs> Certainly I, not it, Harry or Thrain. <laughs> It's such, I, it's such a unique group, and I, I don't know why I sort of just feel drawn to you as well. Very trusting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, I'm sure Azua 
might be able to uh, help induct you into the Tempest Guild, along with Mirror, of course. If we can get to the surface and head to Oxenfurt, we'd be able to... I'm sure I could uh, make an arrangement. Um, the Tempest Guild would be much most welcome to have you among their ranks. Um, I'm sure Mirror would appreciate having someone, another another individual such as yourself from the aristocracy. It would be a, a great boon to the Guild. But, but, but actually, on that... But I, I was I was meaning to talk to you as well, actually. Um, this, yeah. this this is also equally a little bit a uh, little bit awkward. But no, I, I was just reminiscing, re- thinking about home and, and thinking about my time in the monastery. Uh, you, you've mentioned Satine a, a few times. She obviously you you and her are quite close. Um, Satine. Yes. Uh, do you know her? How well, do you know her? I I, I believe that. Satine had a friend. She used to come. Uh, they used to play around in the monastery when they were young. Does does uh, I seal ring a bell to you at all? As far as I'm aware, no. But Absol- Owen. <laughs> absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't have okay. much to do with I seal, um, who was uh, a bit more of a, I believe from my memory, a raven-looking Arakoka in my mind. Serves me correct. Um, she was a very close friend of Satine when they were younger, much, much younger. Um, she she and Satine uh, spent a lot of time together. Um, Iseel was the daughter of one of the monastery masters um, who particularly sort of focused on um, combat training, I'd say, would be the best way to describe it, like the, the advanced okay. forms of martial arts. Um, and while Satine never really sort of followed in, in Iseel's footsteps, Iseel obviously definitely very keen on studying martial arts they still remained close even even up until you would have last met with her your relationship with i seal um would have been fairly distant um i was gonna say i am um, i instantly want to shape it rather than being goody two shoes i would like it to be that sort of um uh, a thruple best friends and then a boyfriend and like the yeah i was about always- to say like the yeah, best friend I mean, telling the boyfriend, uh, sorry, the girlfriend, like, I, I don't know if he's good for you out of, like, jealousy or something, and me doing the same. I see you. Yes. I you, do You're never her. sure how much she said, but th- there always was a bit of you that wasn't sure if I see you. Like, she certainly never made an effort to try and spend time with you and Satine together. Definitely. And, and yeah. so, in turn, you did the same. Like She's you, yeah. a winged person <laughs> um, of questionable... Do you like her or not? I don't know which way I should be taking this conversation. Well, she was my master's daughter, so yes, I am partial to her. In- she was lovely. Ah. <laughs> I, would, I would say, Niles, like, Iseel was kind of like a sister to you, which meant that, yeah. like, she could be lovely, she could be a massive pain in the ass. Like, it's it's a sibling, it's a sibling relationship the two of you had, which means that... Yeah. Um, it was it was full of all the color and the complexities that a sibling relationship often has. Yeah, um, there were see, times where you got along really well. There were times yeah. where, like, particularly when you were doing better than her in martial arts, mm. like whenever you were gaining the favor of her father, she was not your best friend anymore. <laughs> like, you see, you see this like you see this like little smile like curl on Niles's face and goes, "Yes, but she could be a little bit of a bit troublesome sometimes." She was right. <laughs> <laughs> I would be Us. trying to organize like a, a dancing party in the afternoon and then Satine would say, oh no, Iseel has invited me to something and I would say, why are you choosing Iseel over me? You should be choosing your lover, not a, a best friend. And then uh, she's like, I've known her since childhood and then it was this real difficult uh, choice yes. for Satine, but I didn't want to put her in a difficult spot. Um, 
Wait, so you know me? Maybe? Maybe. A couple of degrees of separation, but I believe we may have crossed paths before. I, I, I didn't know it until now. Maybe, well, we are in the Underdark and things look a bit different down here, but, but yes, I, I believe we might have met before. This is odd. We may have or not? Well, maybe in passing, uh, perhaps at some of the more uh, at some of the functions, some of the uh, some of the uh, some of the different ceremonies, perhaps. But yeah, I've been trying to figure it out. It's yes, I think we have met. Don't know when. If this is all some sort of facade, I I don't want trouble. Oh, Oh no, no, no trouble at all. No, 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 no. It's not. No, nothing like that. I'm just... I can't pay anything at the moment uh, oh. for your subtlety. I don't have coin like that. What do you mean? No, I'm not after anything like that, my boy. My boy. <laughs> I love a good <laughs> boy. SpongeBob, me boy! I love um, a good me boy. It's a great, great, I love a boy. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm simply trying to piece together a bit of, a bit of my uh, experience. Um, wait, so I you're not... I'm gonna get you both to roll me an insight check because I think I think it is highly appropriate that two very insightful characters. <laughs> Maybe I should take that back. <laughs> 13, 13 and fourteen is not too bad. It could be a lot worse. We're definitely seeing this conversation from completely different sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a moment, yeah. Bartholomew, where you thought he recognised you. He doesn't know who you are. Yeah. Okay. You're pretty sure he doesn't know who you are, Niles. You, you, like you vaguely recognize this person, no. but you don't know exactly who he is. And, and there's a moment where he suddenly got a bit defensive about something. Maybe you were a bit pushy. You're not sure. You're, yeah. You're really confused by this. And Bartholomew, like, for a moment. But Niles, if he recognized you, either he's a master actor, which does not fit with what you've seen so far, <laughs> uh, or he actually, like, the name Satine... Ah has actually made it harder for him to connect it back to you. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's probably a sudden realization that he has is like, oh. <laughs> Cause like, I guess, I guess from Niles' perspective, like he was probably always wondering where like, where SCL was like, running off to, and then like seeing yeah. Satine like running around with SCL and then seeing Satine like not with SCL, like he was probably just like, what's going on with that? Like, ah. There were a like, number of training sessions that, uh, that um, yeah. Iseal was supposed to attend that she didn't because she was running off and, and spending time with... Um, sorry, that Iseal was supposed to attend, but she didn't because she was running off with yeah. Satine. There were times where you could tell Iseal was upset about something and was taking it out during the martial arts training, something that her father got very cross with her for. Whenever mm-hmm. she brought emotion into the martial arts ring, she was reprimanded. Like It is yeah. a place of calm serenity. You never use anger to fuel you attacks to fuel your your mm. monastic I should, I should, training i should probably yeah i should probably add that like i think i don't think niles has established this but niles it, it probably does look like probably middle-aged i would say he's not young at all uh, by any stretch of the imagination so that's probably also contributing to it like slightly different circles yeah. you know yeah you yeah. were not a child when you came to no no the the um Aris mon- uh, monastery for training you you were a bit older than most Arakoka are when they come or Alan come um, and it's it's only because your master himself was a bit older that he was more than happy to take you on um, correct yeah yeah. So I see uh, it was probably like 10 years younger than you Niles, which in yeah. Arakoka and Alan terms is, is actually a bit more significant than it is for like a human yeah okay 
Um, you, you, you see Niles like as like kind of looking at your confusion, and Niles just you just see Niles's body just kind of like ten, like like relax, and he just says like. Bart's almost nothing. a little bit of the opposite, <laughs> getting a bit I, more I, tense. I, I, have, I have nothing. I have nothing to hide. I, I've only this is this is the truth. Okay, I sorry. I just I've had a lot of people, I guess, try to use me in the past um, oh. to get oh. closer um, for their own benefit. Friends is a bit of a rarity. Oh, oh. Um, do you? You, uh, uh, you said you worked obviously for the merchant groups, um, and furthermore, now yes. the Tempest Guild. I know that our yes. people are a very free people. How associated are you actually with the um, theocracy? Uh, uh, as much as the Silverwinds are associated with the theocracy, uh, I, I've been in the. I, I'm recent, I was recently, until, well, more recently, being involved with the Tempest Guild, I was under the employ of the, of the Silverwind family and followed their customs and traditions, which was to train in the, in the monastic way, as the Silverwinds have for generations. Um, surely you've heard of the Silverwinds there. I have. No, I have. I have. That was my... Look, you just said you have nothing to hide. Um... I do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Niles, uh, you've um, saved my life. Look, we can we can chalk it up to that. Um, I'm the son of Wu. Uh, obviously, the Liang clan, the letter part, maybe uh, titles, not something you're used to. Um, the Zishi. Um, at that mention, what has gone through Niles's head at this mention? Yeah, I mean. As Bartholomew says this, of course you've seen him before. I've taken a step back. That's as well, by where the way. you've seen him before. It was you've never yeah. met him. You would not be interacting with the Zishi or any of the uh, the upper priesthood in the aristocracy. Not yeah. not face to face. Not talking to them. Um, but you you have seen him. You remember a particularly um, beautiful festival that took place on the new moon maybe a couple of years back maybe even a little bit more, maybe a little bit more maybe like eight years ago um where the son of the uh, the current zishi did a performance a, a, a beautiful um dance along with a number of the other um performers that, that worked for the temple and that were, were part of the upper echelon of the temple um i it was stunning um absolutely I, I, breathtaking I think at this at this at this mention, I think Nas's face just like like just he's just shocked at this revelation that he's and then I immediately just like bow because I don't know what else to do. No, no, please. Oh, okay, well, I guess oh, that's better than. I I am terribly sorry, young master. I should have recognized you sooner. Of oh, course. Of step course back up. Stand are. up. I don't oh, want this. Oh. oh. I, I'm sorry. I just. Uh, Look, I'm not I, even I, first I, in line anyway. That's Alphonse. Uh, oh. Okay, I am like five chalks down the ladder. Um, the reason I didn't mention anything like this was I was worried that maybe... Look, the Tempest Guild, you, you all... Even as heroic as you look, from outsiders' perspectives, everyone is the hero of their own story. Um, freedom fighters are seen as terrorists by some people. I was worried that maybe you were hired by the 
Durigar or the stone giants to bring me back. You look like mercenaries from an outside perspective. Oh. Um, I don't know why if I'm of importance or if they wanted me back. I don't know why I was taken from Eris in the first place. Um, I don't know a lot of things. Uh, um, and back in my childhood, I would have a lot of monks, similar to yourself, who would want to yes. climb up the ladder by getting in good books. Oh, so no, I, there was a lot of reasons, I guess. I, you get what I'm saying. Of course, of course. And I, I understand that you would obviously naturally be quite guarded about this. Uh, yes, no, uh, no, there's it, nothing like that. I've always been a fan of the Tempskills. Uh, since leaving the monastery and traveling on business with the Silverwinds, I, I'd heard of their exploits and I used to listen, I used to pay people in taverns to hear about their exploits. They were, I would, I would be hanging on the edge of my seat, listening about their, uh, about, about their quests and their latest adventures and learning about these amazing individuals. I, I, eventually I just wished to join them and, 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 and assist and, and hopefully broker some, a stronger connection between the Silverwinds and the Tempest Guild for the future. Um, okay. Much as what I believe you might want to do with the broader theocracy, which is far more than what I could have hoped for. And I am but a, a simple man, a simple Alan. Uh, what you offer, it could be, would be incredible. I guess so. It's, it's why, it's actually something um, Lyra had mentioned for why I was worried about bringing this up as well. Like a, a third pain point, other than you guys taking me back to whoever wanted me gone, or, um, or you simply being some sort of uh, fanatic um, to the theocracy. Oh. Some people can be a bit too crazy, but she mentioned, um, why hasn't people come looking for me? Little did she know, uh, with parents as important as mine, they should easily have the funds to find me. So it, That is a good point, actually. I know that sounds arrogant, that sounds really bad, but you, like if my parents run a nation, they would have the resources to track me down like do they just not want me <laughs> like, <what? laughs> oh whoa, whoa, whoa. no 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 i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure there are other reasons but but rest assured uh but you're you're in good hands now we will get you out of here i mark my words okay i, know I still want to join i still want to join um of course the tempest guilds yes of course i've always wanted to explore i Ever since um, uh, someone um, that I met in my youth, uh, Jura, but um, I just, yeah, look, I guess it's nice to get that off my chest. It feels a bit better. I'm glad that I can finally place you in my own memories and my own understanding. And, and, and you seem like you don't want the niceties, the formalities. I'm, I'm happy to, to, to treat you as a fellow adventurer and, and we can disregard that if that makes you more comfortable. No, um, other than my skill in the traditional dancing, that was the only thing I could really do to make uh, Father proud. Um, everything else, I was a little bit of a, a runt in um, wanting to explore being one of those. So uh, I have questions. Uh, this is more for the DM. Uh, hello. Um, a couple of things. Yes, sir. So first thing is, I would have been around the theocracy. We're talking, so Bart has probably been gone for a number, like a while. 
Like we're talking like a broad period of time. Yeah. Best best guess after talking to Bartholomew, you're looking at a number of weeks, possibly even months. He had no idea about what happened with Tiamat. He'd never heard of the Tempest Guild before. Mm, that okay, really like, places it temporally like yeah. minimum four weeks he's been down here my absolute next, minimum with his head yeah. under a rock for at least the first two before he was taken so my next yeah. question off the back of hours that, of police finding is well past yeah because <laughs> my, my next question off the back of that is like concentric being, circles outwards isn't really going to help here because he went yeah. down right being, so it's, being, yeah yeah so being kind of like i guess uh in regular yeah. contact with the theocracy with the silver winds yeah absolutely bringing information back from the, the arakokra messenger guild is the Legendary. most effective yeah. and reliable source of news around the entirety of nostea like the messenger yeah. guild the amount of information that passes through the arakokra messenger guild is staggering like yeah all information shared across kingdoms is either done magically which is a bit more costly or done through the arakokra so my next question is how did you being, not know about this exactly have i heard that that the fifth son of the zishi has gone missing you have never heard of anyone going missing from the aristocracy uh okay that's really interesting um okay yeah great um, that that information uh, if we, you would would you know yeah the okay. siblings um you, he might not be able to name all of them, but if 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 you put them in a lineup, Niles will be able to pick out at least a few of them. Like okay, no, definitely you know, Alphonse, just... definitely Alphonse, the son of the the Zishi, hundred percent Niles will be able to pick out. I mean, is he even the first though, son? First son. Yeah. Well, no. The reason I mention that is Bart isn't the the youngest. No. He's the runt, but yeah. he's not the. I I don't think Niles Niles wouldn't have been able to name you Bartholomew. Okay. I don't think he'd be able to name your younger siblings. Um, I think the That's only right. one Niles would be able to reliably name would be. Uh, Alphonse, the the eldest son, simply oh, actually, so the eldest child. So gender doesn't have a play in who gets to be Zishi. Um, mm. Just the just the eldest. You would have been able to name Alphonse. I mean, he has assisted with a number of his father's duties as Zishi for at least the last eight years, nine years. So definitely while you were there. Um, but yeah, you probably wouldn't I, have been I, able to name any of the other siblings. It's like how. I, I, so you go. You. No, I was just gonna say. I guess that sort of shapes my reaction probably a little bit more. Uh, than probably what I let on initially, uh, as he re- as obviously Bart reveals his connection to the theocracy. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm also very confused. I sort of like turn and say, "Do you? I wasn't aware that any of the members of the of the, of, uh, of I wasn't aware that any of the members had been that w- w- had been kidnapped or disappeared. It hasn't made any news to to us. And this is the first I've heard of it." Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem normal. This, the Zishi wouldn't. No, not at all. Um, Niles. Another question. Oh, okay. Yeah, go to the question first. I was going to ask for something, but I'll do the question first. What? Uh, yeah, like, like, as as a as a as a layman, as as a as an as, you know, as I'm a layout. Yeah. I'm a layout, right? Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, mo- I'm a trainer. That's a monastery. great name for a band. If you make a band on that, you gotta give me some profit. <laughs> layout is a great name for. Oh, Wake Owl is a band I already know. Never mind. Carry on. Well, that's cool. No, yeah. but I was gonna say, like, you know, what's what's my opinion of the Zishi, right? Is does he seem like a cool owl? A yeah. not very good owl. <laughs> um, that's a great like, question, Niles. I'm happy what, to what's give the you. Sense of it, right? Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to let Niles be the one to shape that. Um, maybe through the lens of your training with your master. Um, yeah. Your your older your older uh, master 
probably did have respect for the position of Zishi, but yeah. didn't have much respect for the individual priests per se. And it wasn't oh. necessarily a personal thing of like, I don't like this person or this person. It was more a like the position is this sacred tradition that we've passed on since our yeah. time in the um, in the plane of air. Uh, but no one really is worthy enough to live up to the the station Absolutely. itself and like uh, yep. our owl and bird are fallible uh and are unable to live up to the lofty goals we, we do our best but um really only those who fully embrace mm. an understanding of the way of air which he believed yeah. could only be done through careful and prolonged study of the the martial art forms um yep. he believed that was the only way and and for a very long time the zishi haven't been uh the, the head of the martial arts division as what they used to but it's right. now become just the religious position and so the the specific martial arts employed by the Arakoka and Owlin has kind of fallen a bit out of favor That's, and it's taken on this much okay. more theocratical bureaucratical style position mm. which your family has benefited from I mean the Silverwind family through the messenger guild through your work as traders you've benefited greatly from this your yeah. family has anyway um, but it probably would have been an interesting experience coming in as a young lad with expectations of how things were from your family and then getting a completely different worldview. Yeah. Almost like, almost like you went to uni, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> went away to uni and you got a whole bunch of radical opinions and you became a socialist. Um, <laughs> Basically. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, so, like, very mixed yeah. feelings about this. Obviously, it's having studied them... Yeah, it's completely up to Niles how you want to feel about this, whether or not you defaulted back to your family's beliefs, whether or not your travels and your time away tempered your your original indoctrination and, and you formed your own adult opinion on it by yourself completely up to niles yeah niles i think at this point niles just looks confused yeah you've got you probably don't have many personal opinions about the zishi simply because the only times you've seen him are when he has done speeches from across an entire yeah. like amphitheater style open area in the castle like really You've only ever heard him as a speaker, and he is a good public speaker. No one could fault him on that. He is a, he is an excellent mm. speaker, excellent control of of um, a crowd when he's talking to them, and I mean his his policies that he's put in place and the changes he's put in have allowed the aristocracy to become a theocracy. When before it was long ago, your master told you it was much more of a spiritualistic, simple understanding and connection with your your heritage, and now it's become yeah. this bureaucratic creature that's sort of grown out of control would have been your master's opinion so it's it's up to you those two extremes yeah. where niles wants to fall okay great yeah um I, I guess at this point niles is just confused he's just taking this information like kind of like you know really like like of all, of all the people like how did you how did you end up here how did this happen there's a lot of good people in the mines don't i'm no better than anyone else but uh yeah, when Lyra mentioned that, it was the, actually the, the first time that I thought, yeah, why hasn't someone come? Especially if there's famous adventurers like you guys that fought Tiamat. Finding a, a boy in the Underdark shouldn't be that hard of a task. And this, like uh, the I'm Tempest just... Guilds, they're, they're the newest adventuring guilds to sort of come out of Oxenfurt. There's an entire league of at least nine or ten different teams that have been around for years. Some of them are around for decades. There's mercenaries in every city that you can recruit. Um adventurers pathfinders yeah i i i don't know but this i i'm, I'm so confused I, i'm sure the 
the theocracy would have sent someone to find you if they'd known that you'd been captured and taken to the Underdark. That doesn't seem right. But to not hear any information of your disappearance, for them to not make it public knowledge. Look, I'm not. I'm not sure. I am. Um, uh, it was just food for thought uh, when Lyra had mentioned it, and I, I guess a third reason. I was. Just, I didn't want to make this about me. Third reason for why I was just uh, abrasive against letting all of you know who I am. Um, that's why I went under the alias of Dream for so long as well. I am. Um, there's a lot of reasons not to trust down in the Underdark. I. I understand. I understand your 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 need for your 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 reasoning for being probably a little bit more cautious with who you let this information fall into. Um, but I think the only way forward here is to get you out of here and to find out the truth. I'm sure yeah. that I'm sure the Tempest Guild can assist. This is not something that is not known, and I'm sure the Tempest Guild would, if if we had known that you, this was the predicament you were in, you would have surely have come for you, to your aid sooner, or anyone, really, but I have questions, I have a lot of thinking to do, um, but rest assured you're in safe hands, Bart, we'll, we, we'll look after you. No, no, that, thank you, I, um, I still want to find Satine, so no matter what, oh, even if of course. I don't want to go back to the family, I'll be going back to the heiress city at some point in time and um i guess all of you might be as well uh from the sounds of it um the heiress city at least is one of the areas with a, a fairly good astrological study area or the stars and i don't know but that mosaic that we saw seems to have something coming around the planet maybe we could find out more from the high peaks of heiress indeed indeed yes of course yes yes i think I think this sounds good. And to find Satine when we return to the surface would be imperative. I hope that your absence hasn't caused any issues for her, and I hope she's okay. Yes, Anna. I wonder what's what's happening with her at the moment, because I had taken her under my wing, so to speak, um, with all the problems that were occurring with uh, her family and my family. It was like another reason I was a runt, um, taking a woman of low station, um, but she is a, a beautiful and amazing woman. Um, anyway, we should get the Swift Nerblin. I, I just really wanted to ask if I could join the Tempest Guild this turn, oh. much, much more than I was interested. No, I, I, I'm sorry. It was my memory is making sense and putting a face to the name. Um, I had, I had been wanting to talk to you about this. It's been good as well for me to get this off my chest as well. Or dagger not in my back, and you not instantly uh, asking me to give you um, a reference, as both of those are two good thumbs up uh, for a guy just here. <laughs> Thank you. Indeed. And uh, I'm gonna sort of like awkwardly smile, turn, and try to start walking again. Perfect. Ember, back up in the cave, you watch as Harry's ears are twitching, and he looks towards you and goes, Hey, I think. I think Bartholomew's worth a bit of money. Do you want to sell Little it? Bit. No, 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 he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> you watch as Harry gets out of net because, like, you want to get him? Uh, Ember, while that's going on, we know that Lyra is going to be heading down to go talk to the Mike and its sovereigns. What would you be doing, Ember? Uh, look, I mean, I, I might have been joining. If she's on her way to... Uh, yeah. Up, 
and yeah. disguise. I mean, I might be able to help being able to disguise myself as well, depending on what way is going to work the best. So, um, yeah, probably just that's a good gathering point. all my things and uh, probably. Well, I might have had a quick little brief chat with Thrain about uh, our interaction, but um, I'll save that for when Jared's back. I reckon. Yeah, exactly. So, Perfect. well, do you mention that you might be able to help with disguise to Harry? Because as you're as you're sort of having a bit of a chat to Thrain, you notice Harry pack up his things, get his backpack on, sort of like shuffle it into position, and then sort of look around and be like, "Yeah, all right, I'm going to go talk to Zaylin." Yeah, uh, no, I, I might come with you, um, Harry, because I can. I can help. I'm pretty good at disguising myself personally. Maybe that might be a bit handy. Is Harry oh. okay with him becoming? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mm. Which is Harry. Harry nods and goes. Do you know you? Are you like? Do you reckon you could disguise yourself as Zaylin? I I think I could, or at least give it a good go. Yeah, that's really cool. Size difference you, aside. Didn't know you could do that magic. That's, that's kind of cool. That's pretty oh, pretty cool magic. It comes natural to me. I got to say, you've got the sort of like same hair as Zaylin. Except yours is a bit more red, and hers is like this sort of white color, but the texture is quite the same. Yeah, everything else is you know quite lined up as well. So yeah, uh, you've got more of a might, beard might than she does, well. though. Um, I, I have a bit more of a beard. I was going to say, I've got I a razor if you need to hers. sort of shave it off. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Well, uh, when we get there, we'll uh, we'll work something out. Harry leans in and goes, "Magic razor." Yes, definitely, magic razor. Yeah, all right. I'm in. Uh, perfect. perfect. As Harry leads you over towards Zaylin, as you get to the cave where she had set up her sort of little home away from home, shall we say, um, it's almost completely packed up. You can see that she now has a single large rucksack woven from this very strange silvery silk-like material that's been stained with these almost like watercolour stains of this dark charcoal grey. Um, and as she loops in uh, what looks like a large javelin and then ties it off, the texture of this silk almost has a very slight springy, almost like elastic kind of look to it. Um, as she wraps a large cloak around herself and shrugs it on, you can see the cloak shimmer a little bit with the same almost shadow-like magic that you'd seen the uh, shadow blades use. Uh, and as Harry gets to the door and doesn't knock on the door, he goes, knock, knock. Uh, I think that is something Harry would do. Um, you watch as Zaylin sort of spins around for a moment, hand ready on the javelin before she lets go and looks back towards you. Ah, right, so you're ready to depart then. And you've brought the Firbolg with you. Okay, I thought we were going to disguise Lyra to look like me. The elf, the one who actually looks a bit like me. Well, how does this look? And as she says that, I'll get a cast uh, disguise self and... Uh... I should be able to, because how, how tall is she? Uh, she'd probably be, uh, as a typical drow, she'd probably be just under six foot. Oh, that, that works so out, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, so I will uh, transform into pretty much her exact outfit she's got on the moment, maybe minus the robe that she has on. Yeah, fair. Um, Just for my benefit, could I have, have you please roll... As if it was a spellcasting attack, so a d20 plus your spellcasting modifier, just because I want to see how effective the spell is. Sure thing. I that just, is I just a want to. Twenty-four. Twenty-four, Ember. Whoa. As I mean, Furbolgs have a very strong innate magic, allowing them to walk uh, unseen or, or in the guise of others when needed, heading out from their steadings and, and heading out into the world. 
you have copied, you have created identities many, many times when you've needed to walk out from the uh, from the fire setting where you were, uh, from the fire circle where you grew up, and head into villages sometimes, not wanting to alarm people with your um, slightly more unusual appearance and, and very tall height. This magic is natural to you, it is innate. And in a moment, in the blink of an eye, your form shimmers and shifts. And as the magic rolls across you, you become an exact copy of Zaylin. Not even making the mistake of as you look at her mirroring things, you're far too advanced at this magic for that to happen. You are a perfect copy. Harry sort of like pauses for a second, looks at you wide-eyed, looks at Zaylin wide-eyed, and then looks back and goes, Oh yeah, that's pretty good. I, I, I'm good to admit, I thought it'd be okay at best, but that's pretty fucking perfect. Uh, yeah, I think I look pretty good too. If only I had one of those robes to help disguise myself as well. Don't happen to have uh, another one hidden around here somewhere, do you? You watch as Zaylin sort of wide-eyed mouth agape looking at you, like reaches up a hand and pokes at her cheek. Oh, yeah, as you copy her for <laughs> podcast listeners, Simon copies her exactly, as as Ember copies her movements exactly. That is very odd. And I'm I'm going to say something I very rarely say to others. That is impressive magic, Furbolg. That is very, very impressive. I have underestimated you this day, and I apologize. You have my respect and my attention. I feel like I almost need to do an insight check at that. I, I, I don't know if she's... <laughs> insight check? Of course you can do an insight check. You can always do an insight check. Let's see. Uh, let's of course you can do go. an insight check. Of course you can. I, I 100% never... believe her. Natural one. Natural one! <laughs> Total of four. Ember. Wow. Ember. Maybe it's because you look like her. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she really she really respects you now. I was going to say, like, I, I'm pretty happy chuffed with that comment. I puff her chest out like you know just sitting there being like yes no i did quite well didn't i i like how you sort of use one of ember's mannerisms while disguised as her which kind of looks a bit ridiculous and ungodly yeah. for a moment with a natural one that kind of pays off a bit like you put your hands on your hips and stick your chest out which i mean for for a furbog is impressive in a moment of, of incredible stature um for this like five foot nine uh, dark elf um, very lithe, very slender. It doesn't quite have the same effect. <laughs> she sort of like, <laughs> she imitate her standing at it. She sort of like clicks her tongue for a moment and goes, that is very bizarre. It's like, look, I know what it is. It's freaking me out. It's, I was going to say it's like looking in a mirror, but it's not. You haven't mirrored anything. It's, it's, feels wrong. It's really oh, that it what, looks, my, it's oh, really so what right. my face looks like. <laughs> is that what you say? Yes. <laughs> nice. She nods and goes, I, uh, well, I was going to say this was a bit of a, uh, a long shot, but now I'm not so sure. I don't think I could have spotted. I, I don't think they're going to be able to tell which one's me and which one's you. Your question about the cloak. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't happen to have a, another one lying around or something to help me? I mean, I'm trying to help protect you, and I think they would know that you would also be wearing one of these robes. This robe was woven from phase spider silk in the light of the dark amethyst of Loth herself. This robe is priceless. 
I do not have a spare. But it is known that I carry this. I was hoping to use this to help disguise myself and help myself pass unseen in the companionship of your bunny friend here. Make me a persuasion check, Ember. Okay. Let's... This is a tough persuasion check, just so you Oh, it's a 22? Oh, shit! Oh, that's pretty good! Oh, that's pretty good! Oh, no! You watch as she pauses. This cloak is irreplaceable. Certainly up on the surface. But it's no use to me if I was to be shot stabbed or disemboweled by the shadow blades or worse taken captive and returned to the enclave you may borrow this but yes. i will be getting it back when you return to the surface or i will be taking something of equal value and trust me a priceless item is not one easily bartered understood just, uh, I, I think for a second I'd be thinking through my head, what do I have that is priceless? And be like, no, no, everything I have is pretty, pretty darn common. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that like, when she's got, when she's got, you can, you can have the cloak, but I want it back. And I'm just imagining Ember still as her, just being like, yay. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I'm just imagining that the first time I put it on, I cast a fire attack and it just burns. <laughs> it melts. She um, did say it was woven from face spider silk. If there's something you know about spider silk, it's that it's not the best when it comes to flame retardation, shall we say. No, no, but... Uh... Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll, no, this is uh, not a gift. You will not thank me for this. This is not a gift. You are <laughs> borrowing this until I can get it back off you. And you are doing so only so that I am not killed. Let's, let's uh, hope I'm not killed as well while wearing it, actually. Um, well, the, but... plan, the plan that we discussed, that Harry and I discussed, was the second you step outside the circle, you need to, whatever direction you're heading, you mentioned something about some deep gnome village, whatever. When you make your way down the road, you need to make sure you're in the center of the group, the rest of the group clustered around you. When you've walked for at least an hour, you need to stop, settle yourselves, look like you're setting up camp, and then pretend to fall asleep. At that point, once they enter the camp, obviously you need to be able to be on guard and prepare for them. Once they start entering the camp, you need to drop the disguise. Okay. I can definitely do that. How long can I you think, hold this disguise for? Well, I was going to say, I think I've only got a uh, short period of time. I think I need to get on my way then. How, uh, how long is a short period of time? I need to know this. This is vital. Oh, uh, look, probably about an hour. So, um, Fuck. I think... Okay, we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the robe, chuck it on, look at myself Could you not have mentioned this before you activated the magic? Well, you told Harry the plan, not me. Anyway, uh... I thought uh, he would mention it to you. Why didn't you tell your companions, Rabbit? As she turns towards Harry, watches Harry shrugs and goes, Didn't have a moment. They were having a kip. Right, well, thanks, Harry. Um, I will be on my way. I will go let everyone know the plan. And, uh... Let's, uh... Yeah, hopefully you can get away safely. You watch as she unclips the cloak rolls it up, folds it, and with great reluctance, slowly hands it over to you. Egg. Immense reticence. 
as she like and as she as you go to take it she holds onto it for just a moment longer and then lets go pulling her fingers back which she sort of clenches as she looks down I better not regret this Furbolg because you will regret it a lot more don't worry and if something happens to it I'm sure Harry can cover it and as I say that I'm going to run out the door (laughs) As as you go to sprint out the door you hear Hey, wait! And then there's a sudden thump, and you hear a "Oh no!" from Harry inside the room, <laughs> followed by a moment of silence. Hold on. All right. Well, I'm going to head towards where I know uh, Bart and Niles are, because uh, I'm not sure if Lyra's done yet. Yeah. So we'll jump over to to Lyra really quickly. Um, Lyra, as, as Ember and Harry head off to go talk to Zaylin, um, Thrain sort of sits there for a moment, um, gives you a bit of a nod and a smile and continues packing up his stuff, dousing the fire, um, generally seeming very kind of pleased, reflecting on the, the dream that you had in the, in the form of giants. As you leave Thrain to finish packing up his stuff, he's a bit distracted, taking a bit of his time. You watch as he attempts to roll the bedroll three or four times before he actually looks at what he's doing. Um, as you make your way down towards the Myconid Circle, you can see that this small Myconid that has just hatched from this large sort of egg-like fungus um, is slowly moving around. Seems, seems like whatever this ceremony, I guess is the word, whatever this ceremony was, um, it does seem like it has come to an end uh, and the Myconids are welcoming the newest member. You can hear, yeah, the, ba- the best way to describe this is almost like a song in your mind carrying voices all singing in unison this 12 13 18 part harmony beautiful flowing no structure to it seemingly flowing from movement to movement and it's it's beautiful it is joyous almost it is almost the opposite of the song you heard the mic and it's singing when you first entered that mournful melody having lost one of their own this is joyous and full of life and hope and as you move closer to it you hear a voice an unfamiliar voice join in the chorus from within you swampy adds his bare voice to the harmony and you can feel it resonating in your chest and as this new voice enters the song the song falters for a moment. The other Myconids pausing. The three sovereigns are the only ones who carry on the song. And then one by one, each of the Myconids join in. But the very first is the new young Myconid. As the three sovereigns turn towards you and step forwards, um, you watch as, uh, again, speaking all in unison, that very sort of strange overlapping voices. Little sovereign, it is good you add. You add your voice to the tune, to the chorus, the chorus of the sovereigns. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, all swampy, but if I'd learned the song, I'd definitely be glad to join in. Um, and not really knowing the song or even probably the tune, um, she sort of, sort of wants to sort of send place out. in your mind, yeah. Yeah, some just like some good vibes, like just like a happy, joyful, sort of just welcome feeling towards sort of the new mic in it. Like, feel your joy, your joy we feel reflected in our hearts, our hearts and spores sing 
new life. New life has come to the grove, to the circle. Has it been a while since there's been a new one? It has been long. So long since a new voice joins the chorus. We have lost, we have lost many voices. But today another, another rises in the song. Are there, how, how come that's been a while since you've added to your numbers? I mean, are there specific requirements or is it just limited by the availability of your spores or? It is hard to explain, to explain. But our life, our song is tied to our state, to our growth. Underneath the circle, beneath the rocks and Mother Mycelium grows, grows strong again. When our song falters, when our song falls, it falls in turn. I see that. Well, I mean, if you ever need a hand, I guess, in uh, strengthening up the Mother Mycelium, or if anything's attacking it, duh. You know who to call, I guess. Oh, also, and I guess she, she sort of pushes Tim in front of her. It's like, look what happened! <laughs> Your first spore servant. Your first servant carries your spores well. It serves you well. May it grow and serve you long. And then probably just thinking to herself, she's like, wait a minute. Like, because they gave her like some of the spores that we were planning on doing like, you know, with like a hook core or something that we found. I'm like, that wasn't all of the sports, was it? <laughs> Do you ask them that? Yeah, yeah, just in a no, general way. No, who created this alone? Our touch is not upon this. This is yours, is yours alone. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, wow. Um, Little Sovereign. Little Sovereign, it has been an age since we welcomed another, another to the circle. The only circle of three. But we could be more. A circle of four, if you wish to stay. To stay, a place would be yours. It would be nice to find a place that I belong again, but... Now it's not the time for me to leave my party and join somewhere new as... A lot that I'm still needed all for, but uh, maybe once all the tasks are done, uh, maybe I'll return if there's a place here for me. But I think for now I need to figure out my own sort of circle stuff. Then carry our song, our hopes, our song. Carry them with you. And when you make your own circle, a circle you grow, think of us. We shall be in your dreams, in the dreams of the spores. I'll carry your song close to my heart. And just sort of tries to cement as much as it that she can remember, sort of, in her mind. Um, so, you know, when it comes to welcoming another new little spore, Myconid servant thingy my bob. Yeah. That, how, how does that make Lyra feel not to not to step on any psychologists toes and take their place in society but how does that make lyra feel i mean they're they're treating you as if you are 
a Mykonid. A Mykonid mm. sovereign, no less. And this talk of you making your own circle. I mean, re like previously when you thought of circles, you thought of druid circles. Mm. I would say, like, obviously you were part of the moon druids for a very, very long time before trip to the Feywilds, your unplanned vacation in the, in the Feywilds sort of added you to a new, more exclusive club of druids. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. what is going through Lyra's head? I'd love to get a bit of an insight into her subconscious here. For Lyra, I think it's, she's actually probably definitely feeling wanted, like, sort of throughout her life, it's sort of been with the um, Corey stuff, it's sort of been, you know, she sort of took someone on else because, you know, she needed to, like, it was very much a convenience, like, as much as she liked having Shana there. Yeah. And, like, it kind of was a choice, but it also kind of was an expectation, I think, for her. And then, you know, with the Druid Circle, you know, she gets locked away for 600 years. Everyone that she knows is pretty much dead, like, joins yeah, up with this new worse, guild. Yeah, all worse are now Sneeple. Yeah. Are now, oh, God, what are they called? Um, uh, just blanked on the name of that entire uh, race. Is it A? Snake people. Snake people. Oh. What? Yuan-Ti. Yuan yeah, thank you. That was, I just had a full mental breakdown trying to remember the name of the yuan <laughs> which is really bad because I had I Shana's I artwork up on screen <laughs> <laughs> right in front of me. Like, you know, with the guild, she tagged along because they were the ones that happened to sort of let her out. Like, none of it's yeah. sort of been her active sort of decision to go with anything. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, actually. All throughout Tyranny of Dragons, Lyra kind of got pulled along in the wake of, of Shana's decisions, really, is the best way to kind of describe it. And now this is the first time... Mm. Actually, yeah, that's such a good point. This is the first time Lyra's really ever been out on her own, making her own active decisions. Mm. That's, that's actually probably one of her first yeah. major decisions, because like even going out on this journey... Yeah. You know, she was sort of in the guild, like Shana had sort of fucked off doing her own thing. Mira's Mira just like, here, go put on this on adventure. You. Yeah, like, that's she's so like, true. Okay, I'm going on an adventure. Like, yeah, that's, that's groundbreaking. I hadn't even realised that consciously. You're so right. This is absolutely true. Lyra's really been pulled along in the wake of others' decisions up until this point. I mean, this, this campaign Ooh. is Lyra making her own way with her own team. But that wasn't even your choice. That was Mira putting that on you. Oh my god, mm -hmm. this is huge. Yeah, that's crazy. I hadn't I hadn't yeah. consciously realized that. That's awesome. And so like I think the the hand spores and then deciding not to join the Mykonids are probably like the first two like big things that she sort of said, you know, had sort of a choice in kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so um I think yeah, it's probably a bit of a realization to her sort of deciding to continue sort of journeying with like her teammates like not so much out of obligation but out of a i choose to sort of see this through and then go from where whatever happens after that kind of deal yeah i get you i get you that's really cool um is there any other questions you had of the mechanism i, I think you were about to jump into something when they offered you the place in the circle so uh, let's jump back to lyra's uh... You I were, absolutely can't remember what it is. You were <laughs> just about to... That's okay. You were just about to ask about, I think, the spores lighting up the ceiling because you, I, you like, pointed up and went, like, mm. about... And then we got yeah. sidetracked. So I think that's what you are going to go into. Yeah, so it's, like, just sort of pointing out, it's, like, that's to do... Is that because of the new Mykonid or is the Mykonid because of that? 
They are tied, linked together. How joy creates these spores, the lights of the dark. These are our hopes, our will made manifest to float in the phantom breeze, the phantom winds of the dark, in the hopes that other Mykonids, other circles may see them and find home too. Beautiful and yeah, they they do seem hopeful. Do they are they just here? Or I mean, like, do they appear in other circles? Are they kind of like dream spores? Like they appear in their dreams? These spores are created when a circle feels hope, feels joy, beyond any other. They are rare these days. Rare since the time of the. Sorry, almost blanked on that. Rare since the time. Of the Twilight Woods. Our songs. The Twilight Woods? Twilight Woods. Forest mm. of the Fae. Oh. Place of endless twilight. Where spores grew freely. Our songs sing what was once our home. Before we drifted through the gaps, the cracks in the walls of reality itself. Oh, I mean. It must feel hopeful to see them again. I mean, do you, you expect to see more of them? I mean, there's, you know, other than those kuotolis and stuff, like, is there anything else that is a danger to you guys here at the present? There is always danger to the circle. Danger all around. But now we focus on the light. We feel the warmth of hope again. For now we are safe. Safe we are for now. And there's plenty to be hopeful about. I mean, even if it's not just us, there's lots of people around down here and up on the surface that are kind of, well, at least they try to be bringers of hope to help people and just try and sort of spread it around. Have you seen these spores before? On the surface, these lights. Not on the surface, but Owen, would she have seen them when she was in the Feywilds? I'm going to get you to roll me a history check, please, Lyra. Ooh, famously her strong suit. Famously her strong suit. <laughs> famously. Watch it be a Ooh, nat be 20 and fucking 18. It was a nat 19. Nat 19. That's <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Lyra, you have seen these before. And that name, the Twilight Woods... That rings a bell, definitely. The region of the Feywilds where you spent most of your time learning this fungal magic was sometimes referred to as the Forest of Twilight or the Forest of Gloom. An eternal, unchanging forest, perpetually in the crossover between day and night. A soft glow of the sunset on the horizon, the dark midnight opposite, bathing this in a almost violet orange glow from coming from either in the violet from night and the orange of, of sun. Those spores, you do remember seeing them drifting through the air. You probably mistook them for fireflies. Not in as great a number as there are here. But you have seen them before. Were they sort of always there, like just sort of 
very loosely scattered or is just every now and then you know i'd say maybe once or twice during your time there again time is very hard to keep track of in the feywild especially in a place of unchanging day and night right um much like it is in the underground it's very hard to keep track of uh, of time lyra's not sure how long she was in the feywild for from the perspective of the party who who tried to rescue you and did eventually do so i think it was only a week or so in, in game time two uh, weeks it ended up two being. weeks two weeks yeah but for lyra it felt a lot longer it felt months possibly yeah like it was a long time that you felt like you were there in that whole time you saw these twice um yeah, I I think I have. Um, I you remember how I was telling you how I spent a little bit of time in the Feywilds, right? Um, well, the the Twilight Woods or the Gloomy Woods or the the name kind of escapes me, but no, I, I did see I, the Fey would have lights. multiple names for the same place. It's it's absolutely spot on that in any given moment the Fey could refer to like the same location by four or five different names depending on their mood. That is such a Fey thing to do. Gloomy Woods is now a canon thing they call it. Well. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's <laughs> the Fae. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once or twice, and not in a very high concentration, but I, I think I definitely saw them. So there's hope outside of here. There's hope still in the Fae Wilds. Our circle lives on. Lives on in our home. It is good to know that others still release the spores, still feel joy and hope in our home. Well, speaking of hope, um, we're gonna go see if we can maybe bring a little bit more hope to some of the people that are kind of stuck down here. But when we get back up there, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll continue trying to bring hope to places and people wherever we can um but if you if you need us if there's anything that you know we can help with if you're ever in a position where you're worried um i'm i'm sure there's a way that you guys can contact me and we'll find a way back down here and maybe do what we can to you know it would bring us joy bring us joy to see you again little sovereign and your companions, your friends you bring. Definitely. If I can. Please. And I think, yeah, with that... Oh, I was just going to say, sort of like, yeah, with that, she sort of trails off, just sort of seeing if they've got anything else for her. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of getting distracted with uh, probably the next task at hand. They, they would say as you, as you sort of like finish off and fall a little bit quiet, you watch as the, the very tall, willowy sovereign places a hand on your shoulder and then reaches up and takes one of the small yellow spores and draws a symbol on your forehead. You can't see what it is, but you can feel the spores being traced across your forehead. And there's this almost like a slight cool... Um, dampness to the spores where you probably would have expected them to be dry there's a yeah there's like a cool yeah dampness is the best way to describe it as you as you feel that and as the sovereign then steps back the the larger one the massive hulking muscular one um leans forward and places a hand on your chest 
and then the smaller one reaches forward and places a hand on your hand. And then as they step back, You are always welcome in our circle. Welcome in our circle, little sovereign. Little sovereign. May your travels take you far. Take you far. But may you always find your home. Your circle. Once more. I I thank you. Um, And I think probably doing sort of her best to sort of return the gesture almost. Um, She doesn't really have that much control or if any control of her scores but sort of you know placing a shoulder on sort of try aiming for the shoulder but she's probably not quite tall enough to short, you could go you could go shoulder for the short one and then like you could do the different like you could although trying to reach the uh the chest of the large hulking one's going to be tricky they're like seven foot tall yeah she's like reaches like his knee <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yet she sort of tries to do it maybe with magic if not sort of the spores that yeah She's got and just being like, you know, if, if you ever travel somehow um, and I've made a circle of my own, um, you too are, are welcome in whatever way or if you want. There's a sense of acceptance, a sense of connection to these three very alien creatures, a sense of kinship, Lyra, mm. and a sense of resonance within you as swampy your symbiotic entity you feel that sense of growth again that possibly sense almost of a sense of home as well that she hasn't yeah. felt for a very 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 long time or belonging yeah Perfect. with that ember you make your way down and meet up with niles and bartholomew lyra i mean you're in the middle of the Myconid circle as they bring the new Myconid uh, into the colony. You're right there to be able to catch up with them. Sneeze and try and catch it. No, it's a fake out sneeze. I hate that so much. Um, as you <laughs> as you meet up with the, I see get like a tickle and then normally I like my beard to kind of catch it, almost like plankton being sifted out of the water by some sort of anemone. That's why we have beards, right, Matt Simon? That's the main reason, so exactly, that we can become right. filter okay. feeders. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, everyone knows that every creature eventually evolves into crabs. Um, not us. We're evolving into sea anemones, the far superior version of, uh, <laughs> of life. What's because it's carcinization is the word to describe things evolving into crabs. Maybe there is there. Yeah, yeah. This super quick aside. Um, hundred percent in the fossil record, unrelated creatures have evolved into crabs no less than like eight or nine times independently with no genetic similarity whatsoever they've just evolved into the crab shape and then no, there's no genes the same but they just keep making crabs because it's a really efficient huh. body structure and it's so common in the fossil record it's been given the name i think it's carcinization which doesn't sound like it should apply to that but I, i'm pretty sure that is the word it's so just you're saying give things a, a long enough time and we'll turn into it, crabs it, it looks saying? like any arthropod that lives in the ocean if you give it enough time evolves into hey, a crab i can confirm that with my ex crabs are <laughs> brutal uh, <laughs> uh, happy valentine's day happy ah. valentine's day um, we didn't do a valentine's day special although i guess in a way like this episode kind of has been about relationships on a very deep and fundamental level this has been a lot about relationships so there you go i guess we did do a valentine's day special just much more complex relationships than the standard one that hallmark tries to push on us to sell us cards um (laughs) too real (laughs) as as all of you meet back up again um 
from that brief detour as you all meet back up again um, in the Mycanid circle, Thrain having packed his bag once again and, and heading down to join you. Um, you all come together. Uh, as you do, all of you would notice a symbol drawn on Lyra's head in these glowing soft green spores. Bartholomew, this looks very similar to the symbol they drew on the young Mycanid. The it's one a that little bit like the Maloran orcs. Yeah, again, like that, it, some similarities between the Maloran orcs, but rather than the um, curve and then the line, Lyra's is two curves interlocking, forming what almost looks like two half moons intersecting one. Giant butt on her forehead. But over overlapping, <laughs> so it forms a, forms a circle in the middle. Thank it's you. An for overlapping that. butt. Thank you. Yeah. Imagine two cheeks intersecting. Almost almost like two halves of a Venn diagram, but like two semicircles okay. to form it is the best yeah. way to describe it. I could live draw it if we need that, but I'm scared now I'm just gonna draw it, but <laughs> it feels inevitable at this stage. Um I, I, yeah, Niles Niles will notice it, but um Sorry, and then a horizontal line through the middle. Sorry, sorry. She's been super, <laughs> super interattached with the um the Mykonids, so that makes sense. She grew a fucking creature out of her back, so. Yeah. And like, something else, cool. Bartholomew, because you weren't here last session, Christian, but um, she also did something to that spore servant, that zombie that she raised. Um, it looks a lot more mushroomy now. Something like just before the long rest, Lyra was kind of mucking around with it and oh. Swampy came out and did something to it. And now it's like yeah, full on spore server. Is Tim, when I did the divine uh, sense, does he register not as an undead anymore? Oh, that's a really good question. Let me quickly pull open Ooh, spore servant. Spore servant, does he, does he come up as a plant? Obviously I, I wouldn't know, but. That's a really good question. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to quickly go to. If the... Baldur's Gate's anything to go by, they. Oh, I fuck, think they plants. were technically. Really. Yeah. They're plants. Tim no what? longer registers as an undead. Tim registers as a plant. <laughs> wow. It's, it's good and bad in different ways according to spells. But one of the most common ones, if people see Tim and they're like, "Turn undead," ain't gonna work anymore. It's not Maybe gonna you're, work on Tim. You're a sovereign. Tim. Tim is no longer a zombie. Tim is a spore servant. Tim is a plant now. <laughs> um, I guess. Judge it. Because, like, spore servants, I just had a quick look. Monster type plant. They're, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, I'll have to send you the stat block for a, uh, a um, uh, what's it called? A Dero spore servant. Because there isn't one ready to go I'll, I'll make one for you ali and i'll send it to you to use for tim's new stat block um it won't be super dissimilar from the zombie but it's going to take some of the elements of the spore servants into it so uh please enjoy your uh, upgraded uh zombie hell yeah wow. cheers that's awesome um tim celebrates uh, as <laughs> you watch as tim goes to clap his hands and there's just this wet <laughs> as the fungus that have taken over <laughs> his hands just go <laughs> one hand falls off <laughs> No, well, uh, and then immediately we... mushrooms grow and replace it, right? Like this bracket fungus comes out and forms these like, oh no, even worse. You watch these like weird white, like sausages grow out to form the fingers, like those weird, oh. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what oh. you get. He's like fungi wolverine. He's like fungi um, wolverine. <laughs> fungarine. <laughs> no, uh, Niall just mumbles to himself like, I think, I think I'm going to say this, but I think I missed the old tip. <laughs> Um, and I watch these like sausage hands, like. <laughs> Tim, Tim, a zombie that Lyra raised. Um, questionable why Ly Lyra is raising zombies, I guess, a little bit. But 
Tim has now. She full tried member. to talk to Dad, but didn't know what she was doing. Tim, Tim's now a full member of the party and a now spore servant. So yeah, he's he's now a Mykonid, Mykonid spore servant. Um, as as the group approaches, me and Niles and the um, I guess uh, Gook, um, Gobbledy and Noose. I was going to approach Lyra, but from the also the, the sad memories of my family not wanting me and Lyra there, and also the weird new shit of like Tim being a plan and whatnot, it turned off. Gonna be like, okay, yeah, look, you're seeing me at the moment. I'm gonna approach Ember. Um, hey, uh, wait, I think I already asked you this. You don't have the ability to sort of shoot plants, do you? Uh, as you turn, the Ember is not there. Instead, Zaylan oh. seems to be there with you guys. Oh, but, that's like, right. Walking yeah, kind say, of yeah. like, yeah. Rex Zaylan blah, blah, seems blah, 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 blah. to... Instead, um, I'm not going to approach Lyra because I'm scared. And in, instead, oh, you're joining us for the trip to Blindenstone? Oh, actually, but it's 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 me, Ember. <laughs> oh, that's... Your voice didn't change. That's horrible. <laughs> I think Disguise Self, you can change your voice if you wanted to. No, it does. So I, it would be actually in her voice, I think. Remember? Okay, so, I was going to say. Did, although, did, or, did or do you disguise her voice? I guess, like, it doesn't really matter if, like, you... I'd have to be pretty close to overhear you. It's up to you if you wanted to change the voice. Uh, we can no, do it telepathically. Oh, yeah, oh, repulse pause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably just do it that way, because I'm assuming that would still be in my voice, but yeah, not yeah. if I spoke out there. So, yeah. I love the idea of, can, can you give us your best Salem impersonation, Simon, and then in then switch to yours and be like, it's me, Bartholomew. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what her voice was, to be honest. I was oh, really? too, can uh, you not remember her I voice? Guess. Does it not stand out in any oh, way or really? form? Shit, that's good. No. Oh, really? oh, that's pretty good. That's, that's, good. that's, that's, that's good. all good. I, that's all I have. I can just do, oh, really, constantly. Oh, really? <laughs> voice. Oh, really? Right. Salen's voice saying, um, oh no, it's me. Uh, yeah, look, my hormones do not like that. One bit. Um, <laughs> Did you say else? that out loud? Yes, yeah. yeah no, Thrain, Niles, the I'm just voice. i going to close up my cloak a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one else feels very conflicted. Is that just me? Thrain, Thrain looks and goes, he is no longer giant, so he's less beautiful to me. He oh, was more okay. beautiful in Furbog form. Now he is some elf. Blah. Blah. I prefer him as giant. Is this permanent? And I'll go up and like, try to touch Ember. Well, no, actually. I think we need to start moving. So uh, oh. we got about an hour, and we have to start going now. So uh, oh, if you okay. guys do want to talk, I'm going to try and like round you up and do as uh, <laughs> I was instructed and kind of get everyone moving while I'm walking in the center or center. It's going to be one of those situations where it's like, you know, you're leaving the party and you're like, it's time to go. But then like you spend like 45 minutes leaving the, the party. The long goodbye. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I was kind of like, <laughs> you guys can ask these questions about Lara and I'd be trying to organize everyone and start walking away. So, maybe, maybe, maybe we can walk and talk, huh? That's that's a great plan, Niles. I'll jump onto Hong Kong Chi and start trotting out the towards the front gate, I guess. As uh, as you go to start moving, um, Bartholomew, you, you hear a bit of a, <clears throat> and you look down and you see uh, Gook looking up at you. The older uh, Svefniblin gives you a bit of a look, looks at your mount, looks back at you, and goes, "Our legs are a bit short. <sighs> it's a long walk to Blindenstone." <laughs> you walked here, though, correct? We crawled for part of it on account of the horrific poisoning. Uh, 
so that we can get the warning to the surface that all was not well. Why don't you take turns? I'm sure like Thrain can have one on each shoulder as well. <laughs> Thrain sort of looks down oh. and goes, it is nothing to carry these tiny people. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, how about this? I'll take um, Gobbledy. Gobbledy was the um, the female one. Artificer, who... yeah. Oh, not Artificer, yeah, I shouldn't yeah. say an Artificer, but she's, yeah, uh, seemed to be the a keen jeweler. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll take Gobbledy and Thrain. You can carry the other two. It's no small task. I could take all three easy. Maybe four or five. Reaches down, picks up Noose and uh, Gooku. They're like, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And it puts them on his shoulder. And as they sort of like settle in, they go, actually, this thing you go, you don't have to walk. And if combat starts, you can be thrown just like last time. Remember that when you decided to be lazy. And I'm going to turn with um, Gobbledy. <laughs> as, as you sort of say that, turn away. Noose sort of like gets himself comfy into Thrain's massive like bare skin cloak that he has around his neck. And goes like, this is it's pretty comfy, actually. What? I I know we were a bit delirious last time on account of the like, horrific poisoning, as we mentioned. But like, I could get used to this. Where'd you get this? Uh, where'd you get this furry uh, furry cloak from? This this could we could make like a tent out of this, and then have like a rug and a bed for like eight or nine people. This is from Diabear. You would not want to meet one. It is scary beast. Only bravest and strongest Goliaths can kill. If you happen to get a spare, then do you want to? <coughs> bring it down to Blindenstone and I'll be really grateful. <laughs> There's an awkward pause and Thrain starts walking off. You can hear Noose it'll be like, I, I, I reckon we've, if, we, if we pitch this right gook, I reckon he'll barter for it <laughs> on the back of Thrain. Um, as you all begin making your way out of the Myconid circle, you watch as the Myconids who are moving around all turn towards you. The Spore Servants continuing uh, on their uh, tasks, the, the massive spore hook horror guarding the gate, not paying you any mind. But the rest of the Myconids all turn towards you and you feel this sense of sorrow, but not a deep sorrow, more a gentle sorrow in the goodbye, a farewell. But that hope is still there, that sense of joy throughout the Myconid circle and a sense of a rebirth for the circle. Lyra as... sends back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, she sends back not so much like sort of trying to sort of counter the sorrow of the goodbye, and it's just like not goodbye, just see you later. Yeah. Okay. That that is a complex feeling to encapsulate in a single emotional state, but I reckon, I reckon. Given your connection to the Myconids, if anyone could do it, I'd say that's something Lyra and Swampy within you is able to do. That that sort of like contra emotional state of like not sorrow, just farewell, like kind of giving that sense. You and Swampy together generate that feeling. That feeling is then reciprocated back to you from the circles. You feel the song change and shift, take on this much more upbeat tone, much more hopeful, joyous tone. And as you make your way out of the Myconid circle, anyone with a passive perception of 15 or higher, as you, if you happen to turn back and look, you see Harry and Zaylan. Zaylan now disguised pretty well as Lyra. Um, oh shit, should Lyra be disguising herself now that there's probably two Lyras running around? Lyra, Maybe she you, just pulls the cloak off. You think like, of this as, as... as her is just cloak over her face. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be honest, though, like, 
out of game a little bit. If you're looking for someone and you see that person and then two of another person, that adds like an extra level of deception, right? Because like it could be the person who you think it is, or it could be one of the two people that it's not. That now introduces a third option for who it could be. Rather than it just being two people disguised as each other where there's only two options, there's now a third option for who they might think is Zaylin in disguise. Step up three, everyone dancing in a bunch of business suits in the business district. And then one person oh, moves backwards as a gorilla and it's actually a road safety video. Um, yeah, there's, there's... Can we have the long rest? Yeah. Uh, when Lyra and Zaylin were first talking about like doing the disguise thing, didn't Zaylin give her the item then? Before the rest? Like it was like a, an orb or something that she was going to be carrying? Yeah, I believe Zaylin gave you a, um, a small token that you could use to cast disguise self once. Yeah, yeah. You still have it. Yeah. Keep that now. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's just sort of thinking, she's like, do I use it so that there's two Zaylins or what? Like Two Zaylins walking in the same party. I mean, again, that's yeah. another level of deception, but probably a bit... Probably not as good. Yeah, so yeah. she's just going to hold on to it. I, I, think, yeah. I think the way this has worked out actually is more confusing to the assassins than your original plan. And this was accidental, which I'm always a big fan of in D&D. Like, it's funny how what you plan sometimes is actually less effective than the chaos that just springs out from, like, having an original plan, changing the plan partway through, because Ember's like, I'm actually pretty good at disguises, it turns out. <laughs> so there's um, now one Zaylin, but two Lyras. Yeah, that that is very hard for them to kind of wrap their head around and go like, who are we killing here? Like, we have to split our forces in two. They started splitting just a random person. <laughs> yeah, like, there's really no options. If, like, honestly, I think if I was if I was the head of an assassination cabal of, like, five or six assassins sent to go kill someone, and there was my target walking away with someone, and then an identical someone else walking in a different direction, I genuinely would have to split the forces evenly in two, because I don't know who's going where. Like... Sure. How do you protect against that level of chaos? You can't predict that. Um, that's outstanding. Uh, you, you uh, anyone with a passive protection of fifteen? As you as you look back, you see uh, Lyra and Harry, <laughs> Lyra and Harry, uh, beginning to head out a different exit of the Mykonid Circle. Um, not really trying to be that stealthy at all. It seems like whatever the plan was that Harry had originally come up with with Zaylin has changed. Interestingly. Ember, um, disguised as Zaylin, has a very nice cloak. Very, very nice. I was going to say, when I uh, was being ogled by Bart and I pulled it off, <laughs> <so, laughs> um, what, what's the cloak doing? Because I saw it obviously shimmering when um, Zaylin was originally wearing it. But Yeah, as, you, as you wrap the cloak around you, Ember, there's an immediate feeling of steadiness. You don't feel like you could trip or stumble. In fact, as you bring the cloak around you, there's almost like a stickiness to your fingers. And as you brush your hands along the cave wall, you're pretty confident if you put your weight, you could climb this cave wall, not unlike a spider. On top of that, there seems to be almost like a shadow collecting around the cloak itself. You're not attuned to it, but you can sense a deeper magic there. If you were to spend some time connecting with this item, you get the sense you could use more things. There's more this cloak can do. But just by wearing it, you have a climbing speed now. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Just a fun fun thing. And, and there could be more this cloak can do. 
yeah if you if you were to spend some time attuning to it later i mean you get the sense this cloak might help with hiding <laughs> potentially a little bit great great so are, are we i'm assuming we're all heading on our path now yeah as, as you guys um, begin oh yeah sorry yeah go one perfect part doesn't have a perception to notice them guys escape uh, like leaving in a different area but there was one thing he wanted to do so happen chance seeing them leaving as well seeing the same stuff but um uh i guess solidifying that trust with niles um in the worst case scenario of what he was going to expect when he's like hey i'm this guy's son um i want to try to like join in on the temper skill a little bit and i'm going to the last bit of rapport spores try to imagine in this conversation the symbol of the tempest guild and then just like a crackling storm behind it just like like deuces out with the logo <laughs> i am going to get from you that's cool i'm gonna get from you i guess this is like an imagination check so sort of this is like why i wanted to leave behind like a flyer of like hey this is this is a yeah. cool group <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you could use either charisma or I would argue wisdom because oh would it be intelligence? I'd say any of your mental stats you may pick to imagine. Because yeah. there's different ways yeah. you can imagine things, there's different types yeah, of imagination where you my negative one, um, I think I might use my charisma. I thought you might use paladin. Yeah. It's pretty flashy. Eighteen. Yeah. As so the yeah, I mean the Tempest logo, which we've discussed before. I had just the, turned like one eighty behind to the <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, as we've discussed before with the Tempest logo, it is, I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Simon, because this was Andrew way back in like episode three who designed this logo. It was the lightning bolts on the storm cloud. So it was like a storm cloud background, the lightning bolt mm. through the middle uh, of it, and then underneath the word Tempest, I think was, and it, actually it was Tempest Guild, was it? It was Tempest, then Guild. Yeah. So it was like the storm cloud, the lightning bolt, Tempest Guild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. As you imagine this, uh, Bartholomew, with an 18, you don't just imagine the symbol of the guilds. This is what everyone sort of pictures in their minds for a brief moment. Black background. Suddenly a flash of light. As storm clouds roll in from either side, swirling and forming this tempest of wind and light and fury. As the clouds smash into one another, you watch as they suddenly solidify into this metal backgrounds the storm cloud itself frozen in an instant and then a bolt of lightning splits the middle of it frozen again in this moment and then one by one coming from behind you the words t-m-p-e-s-t just slam forward <laughs> cinematic style and you hit a roll of thunder underneath um so uh, cool. if this was the beginning of a dvd the volume on this would be similar to the thx uh if everyone remembers like the, the old sound of it's yeah. as it comes in from sorry podcast this is that was pretty loud. as the THX comes in the, the Tempest Guild spells out in these letters that like emboss themselves from behind the viewer's perspective um, and then a sudden, another flash of lightning cracks the, the symbol in half and it splits apart back into the storm um, you watch this Thrain like cocks his head as he watches this, watches this turns towards you Bart and then you just hear Just and then you just, hear, you just hear you just hear Niles go, whoop, 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 that was good. Wow. I was gonna raise my wings as my head is like turned 180 back to the Myconids, uh just like not wanting them to forget it. <laughs> I um yeah, there we go. We've got our own little DVD intro for the, the Tempest Guild now. I, I I have the sense I'm gonna get requests <laughs> to animate this as part of the intro for the stream. <laughs> I could I could animate this, just saying. Could you? 
I could. If I provided you all the assets, would you be able to animate it? Yes. Okay. I will. <laughs> okay. We will talk about this off stream because <laughs> this is pretty sick. Um, and if you yeah. can teach me some mild animation skills at some point in the future, I also wouldn't mind having an animated intro as well. So we'll. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I know how important it is. Um, uh, again, with the diplomacy and stuff from the um, Aris people, uh, to um, leave a build good rapport and then leave a memorable um, goodbye, either through a very nice dinner or some some sort of gift. But not really knowing how to do that at the moment. Yeah, just that final image as we we, we leave. Pretty sure the Tempest Guild just acquired a marketing division. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just acquired a marketing department. Um, as as you all make your way down the the stony track, the Svernibblin guiding you from the shoulders of uh, of Thrain and um, uh, Gobbledy from the back of the uh, Firif, um, from the back of Kongchi. You make your way down into the fungal forests, the dark, deep woods, um, in this sort of valley in the middle of the Underdark. That is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. Because I want to make sure Jared is back for this next bit. I think it'd be good to have Thrain here. Uh, and it also gives me time to work with Matt on that sick-ass intro. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us tonight, everybody. It's been wonderful having you all here for our session. I can see we had a couple of newcomers in the uh, Twitch chat. Welcome to the Tempest Guild. Welcome to the uh, the Lost Archives. Um, it is wonderful to have you here. Uh, if you want to uh, come jump in the Discord, you're more than welcome to. Uh, Discord link is in the description if you're watching this on YouTube or uh, it'll be popping up in the chat uh, with a, a, a little command in a second as i type it in uh make sure you stick around if you're watching us on twitch because we are going to go and raid another lovely channel we want to make sure we always pass on the love uh, at the end of a session let me quickly see out of our favorites who's live oh none of our friends are live all right let's go let's go make some new friends then whenever we can't find a new group uh, a group that we know um oh there's a curse of strad session going we, we run a curse of strad session on mondays it could be kind of fun to jump in Never mind, there's a wild beyond the witch light. We are going to go and join 16 bit oh, yeah. glasses, which A is a great name for the channel, and B, they are also running wild beyond the witch light. So let's make sure we can um, But thank you so much, everybody. Once again, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you're one of our lovely YouTube members, you've gotten to watch this early. You've already watched this. You're watching it now, 24 to 48 hours before everyone else gets to uh, with the scheduled release times. Um, news about the next avatar campaign is coming really really soon um once i've moved across we'll be able to announce it but i'm getting started on the character art really shortly which i will be releasing each week for the uh the different uh, characters in the kiyoshi uh, series so that'll be really really fun oh happy valentine's day from sweden to you too milo i actually lived in uh, stockholm for six months when i was um going through uni in uh midsummer Kransen in the uh in the suburb there um I have a lot of fun memories of Sweden. It's one of my favorite places in the world. So happy Valentine's to you, to, uh, to you indeed. And I hope the uh, the long, cold winter uh, is starting to uh, to come to an end as we uh, start to leave uh, February, as we're on our way out of February. Um, alrighty, lovely people. That is all from us here tonight. Stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again really, really soon. But until then, farewell, everybody. Goodbye. Good night. Bye. 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 Oh. 
Thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. As a special treat, we have a bit of a behind-the-screen section here, uh, a bit of shit-talking from the beginning of our episode while we were live on Twitch, so please enjoy. It's the most annoying thing when you're playing that and you have to spend a bonus action with your action economy every turn. If you're a ranger, you've got Hunter's Mark, Favoured Foe, you've got so many other bonus yeah. action things you want to be doing. It's silly, silly mechanic making. Ranger is one of the classes that 5th edition really let down mm. and just never really fully recovered. Oh, look, except even when for they Drake fix, They tried fixing it with, I think it was Tash's um, Revised book. Ranger. They did yeah. two revisions of the Ranger. Two it's revisions. Still not, still not good. It's still not right. It's still not there yet. Like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Gloomstalker Ranger and Drake Warden are close to being... Yeah. The, they are the Apex Ranger, but the overall Ranger itself... Like, you should not be discouraged from playing a ranger like the other subclasses as much as you are because of the yeah. massive difference in action economy, power, utility, yeah. efficacy, fun. There's, there's, a re- there's a reason why like if you're if, if someone's playing the ranger it's like oh you should like dip into rogue oh you should dip into this other class to make it better. Yeah. It's like oh yeah. but if you want to be an actual ranger it's actually better if you become a fighter with the archery. With archery. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, man. I want to be Aragorn, dude. I want to be a guy to cloak. I want to be doing cool shit. That's what I it's want to do. It's just too confusing. And, and a, one of the worst features that they've got, which is a high-level feature, which makes no sense, that, like, Landstride or whatever, where difficult oh, terrain yeah. doesn't affect me anymore. Like, it's like... it's like I'm an airbender fucking... now. I've got fleet feet. I've got yeah, fancy footwork. The cold I'll never bothered me anymore. I toes hours. I don't want to move quick. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is good. All the Twitch people are getting to hear our gripes about uh, about the Ranger subclass. I stand... I st- not subclass, about the Ranger class. I stand by it. Uh, the Ranger needs uh, help, and uh, you you can be that help. Uh, donate? No, no, no. <laughs> um, Honestly, what they need to do is what the Paladins have of, um, like, high-level powerful things. Like, Wizards, this is also a horrible example where they did the Wizards wrong high-level. Like, Paladins, at level 20, they get that aura, no matter what subclass you are, an incredibly powerful aura. And it's when you're like, oh, let's do a level 20 one-shot, you feel like you're level 20. With Wizards, you're like, I can cast level 1 spells at will. Who cares? I wanted to cast my ninth (laughs) level Oh, I'll just cash his hideous laughter, this eldritch god. (laughs) (laughs) It's not happening. They need late game stuff. Rangers, it's the, yeah. the problem. It's, the, the problem with Rangers is that they don't have mid game or late game stuff. They've got early subclass and then just. What about druids yeah. who just get immortality? It's just yeah. you're immortal now. Oh my god. You can't die. You're immortal. Welcome. You so. have infinite hit points. <laughs> wow, yeah. sort of. It's like you have infinite uh, uh, age points where like you can't you can't be killed by aging effects because you, you basically can On live the- forever. I meant the, the the moon druid where they oh, can just the moon druid. like infinitely wild shape, which means technically infinite, you have infinite hit points. Hit points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was thinking more that every druid gets the timeless body where it's like oh, you're yeah. immortal functionally now. It's like cool, <laughs> thanks. What do I get to do with that? Because most campaigns don't end when our characters grow old, infirm, and pass away. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't really see too many um, One Piece time skips in D anD. d Unless we start playing, like yeah, I started watching uh, Fear End, the anime. The oh, day. such a good one! Yeah, such it's, a... Really, it's really good. Like the whole the first episode is like, oh, this is gonna be good. This is different. This is fun. Because like, because you, you never think about that. You never oh, like. Isn't, isn't that yeah. what kind of happened with um uh, with Lyra? Like big time. Kinda, kinda. Yeah, yeah. Lyra was well, uh, yeah. sealed away uh, not long after the ruin, not long after the the yeah, giants. Oh, sorry, sure. sorry. Before the ruin, 
before the massive war that occurred, but not so between that and the giants disappearing because there's this like gap Despite of time. Despite the, where the stasis, uh, Ali, do you know how old Ly Lyra, Lyra is? Chronologically, it's over six hundred, but lived time is she's actually pretty young. She's like one hundred and twenty yeah. or thirty, I think. Is yeah. she? She's like, like she's very yeah. young for an elf. Very young for an elf. Uh, is, she, is, is she? Is she actually an elf? Like a legend. Yeah. Uh, originally uh, Kalashtar, but um, her oh, time no, in the Feywilds, yeah, yeah, her time in the Feywilds uh, ended up changing her substantially, right. shall we say. Interesting. Yeah, hence the Eladrin. Harley, hello, mate. Welcome to chat. It's been ages. We need to we need to play a game sometime, Harley. I've missed you, buddy. Harley's a longtime friend of the Lost Archives and frequent uh, bully. Uh, during video games <laughs> that I don't know how to play properly. Uh, there's a there's a very famous clip on YouTube you can watch where we're doing Viscera cleanup detail and Jared and Harley, uh, in a game where you're not supposed to be able to kill other players, managed to kill, kill me multiple times um, <laughs> with uh, some hilarious bucket glitches and things like that. And repeatedly kill me. Um, like, like to the point where we created more mess from my bodies than we had to clean up in the original Viscera cleanup situation it was it was impressive wow yeah. harley is as expected blaming jared it's all his fault yeah that's fair jared is also the one who broke our subnautica multiplayer stream where obviously a very stable mod that allows you to play subnautica, multi subnautica multiplayer um the water physics stopped working for jared halfway through our playthrough of that oh what in subnautica yeah <laughs> you can imagine how good be... that was yeah, he'd never be able to get back to any of the bases. Yeah, he just he's just <laughs> just walks everywhere. And then I think he walked over a coral and got yeeted out of the skybox. Um, which is <laughs> another one of my highlights of games. What other what other games have we broken? Oh my god, we broke um Sea of Thieves. Uh, we crashed our boat into an island so bad it actually crashed the graphics in my game, and so the load <laughs> the graphics didn't load. It was the load as it was from like twenty kilometers away, and so it looks like <laughs> Microsoft Paint had drawn this <laughs> island on Sea of Thieves and I'm just wandering around in it and it's literally just like it's loaded in from fucking 20 k's away. It's hilarious. Sea of Thieves Minecraft mod. I think we called it Sea of Thieves MS Paint Edition. We had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, there was some Valheim fuckery as well. I can't remember what we did to Valheim, but what I don't know what it is, but when Harley and I are in a game together or Jared, Harley and I are in a game together, things go wrong very quickly. <laughs> I don't know what it is we're doing. Have you, guys, uh, have you guys started playing Skull and Bones? No, I haven't seen ads about that everywhere. Constantly, mm. I'll be watching YouTube in the background, and I just hear, "Are you a captain?" And it's like that. Oh, not <laughs> it's a woman's voice, but like that really famous actress. I forget her name. They've they've been working on that for years. Wasn't it originally Maybe. based on the old Assassin's Creed Black Flag? I believe it was. It was. Yeah. It was the same engine they were originally using. Fuck me, they took a while to make that. When did Black Flag yeah. come out? Ages ago. It was like, it was like ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I was under the age of 18. I am not that anymore. No. It's been a long Black, time. Black Flag was probably arguably like one of the best Assassin's Creed. Oh, I don't yeah. think anyone's going to argue with you on that. No. I don't, it was no. great. Like doing like all the legendary literally has a crush on the, the, the guy from it, the main character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Harley, we've all been playing a lot of Pal World lately. Um, <laughs> who knew that all Pokemon needed was the ability to kill and butcher? Yeah, I, who knows? I mean, it's funny handing an Electabuzz a mini... Sorry. A Grimbolt, a, a minigun, <laughs> a Grizzbolt. Who knew that handing a Grizzbolt a minigun was all you needed to perfect Pokemon? Um, you just need to talk to Nintendo really nicely and be like, hey, imagine Pokemon, but weapons. And maybe they'll let it happen one day. 
I, to be perfectly honest, we don't need the weapons, but we do need a proper open world Pokemon game where you can fucking see the Pokemon, you can fucking catch them. We just need it, yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel very passionately about this. I'm trying to contain I myself because think- I am about to run a session of D and D where I cannot be that agita- agitated, or the players will suffer. <laughs> I still think that the best part of Scarlet and Violet. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played Scarlet and Violet. You could. But the best. I, it's part been of out Scarlet for a while. Violet, I think you're safe. It's been, I, I think I'm safe as well. The best part of that game is the end when you go to Area Zero. My God. That's yeah. that's where the game starts popping off, and I'm like, all right, but yeah. it's the end of the game. It's like, yeah. oh, dude, like you've already like this is peak, but like it should have been, that yeah. should have been the standard, man. Have you played any of the DLCs? Nah, I've played it. Me either. I downloaded them, and then I just I couldn't. I just didn't yeah. have the enjoyment or excitement to drive yeah. me into playing them. I loaded up um, fucking Tears of the Kingdom again instead. I literally went to the trouble of downloading the DLCs, wow. went to open it, was like, no, I want to have fun. <laughs> up Tears of the Kingdom. How bad is that, though? That was my thought that's, process. That's wow, not good. Yeah. Those, they, yeah. they could be awesome, those DLC, but I will never know exactly. because I cannot get past that prejudice in my mind of like, it was a fucking yeah. slog, Scarlet and Violet at certain points. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. It, like, it, like, I think it was... Yeah, it's a hard one because it was okay, but like they could have gone so much better with it, man. They could have gone so much better. The problem is now going back to it after playing Pal World is extremely difficult. Oh, Even just from a graphical yeah. perspective, the, yeah. the load distance alone is enough to make oh. me think, did you design this on a rotten potato, perhaps? Like, what was the computing power you <laughs> used to generate these textures? Because yeah. it, it's so smooth. Oh, <laughs> it's, and untextured would be the word I would use to describe it. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's the thing, man. I haven't even played Pablo, but even I'm just like, yeah, that game looks great compared to. It's fun. It's just, else. it's just fun. Like the the mid to late game can be a bit of a grind if you don't bump up the XP. But I mean, so is Ark. So yeah. And I loved Ark. I've, I've sunk way too many hours in my life. Yeah. Like survival of all. Jesus Christ. That's that's like days of my life. I'm never yeah. getting back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that's a lot of hours. There's a lot of hours in a year. Yeah. My my my. Um, my <laughs> My arc experience was basically firing up a server one day and then just having a guy be like, I'll take you to my base. You're new. I'll, I'll, you can just come to my base. And he picks me up in an aerodactyl. Yeah. Uh, that terror thing. And we'll fly into his base. And I, I clicked the wrong button and he died. And I fell from his uh, grip and died. And he was like, oh, okay. And then I, that's pretty much my experience of arc. Do you know what? <laughs> 10 out of 10, that sums it up pretty nicely. That's not a yeah. bad foray into Ark Survival yeah. Evolved. I think I was trying to do something with my inventory. I pressed E and I'm just like, oh, I'm falling. And he's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, shitlord. <laughs> so drop out. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think the very first time I booted up Ark was the very old early access. And I jumped into a raft and started to sail across this little island. Um, a dude flew down. Um, picked me up on the on a birdies and argentavis to pick me up and then just dropped me out in the middle of the fucking ocean and i got eaten by a shark and i was like yeah cool here we are <laughs> this is my cool, life cool. now yeah. i'm going to make it so that if people try and pick me up with a bird to drop me into a shark's mouth i can defend myself yeah yeah and that and that's when it started it's yeah where, it's where it all and then i eventually yeah. got birds and started doing that to other people because that's how you welcome new members into a community <laughs> you treat them the way you were treated as you first enter <laughs> Naturally, that's the way it goes. Hey, look, yeah. we couldn't do as bad as the um, merch team for Dune Two. Oh my oh. god, what were they oh, thinking? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this. We talked about this during the Curse of Strahd session because um, Tom and oh Taz are super excited for Dune Two, and and oh, yeah. we'll go see it as a, as a group of three. 
um, they hadn't seen the popcorn bucket. And so I got to watch their live reactions, which is special. If you if you haven't seen someone see the Dune 2 sandworm popcorn bucket, or as it's been described to me, the worm wussy, if you haven't seen someone react to that live before, it is worth it, especially a parent. It is very funny. Wow. <laughs> um, it's very, very... TikTok, which was hilarious of like some guy asking for it uh, at a without cinema. Without the popcorn. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, without the popcorn, but still wanting the butter. <laughs> <laughs> up, up until recently, my favourite comment from Has would be, the cum must flow. That wins. <laughs> That's oh, better. Oh. <laughs> wow. I thought that was a good um, response. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but, it, but it is a popcorn bucket, right? Because that's... They it's supposed to be. Yeah. They don't really do popcorn buckets much, like, at all. It's usually, like, fancy drink things. So I... I don't know. Like we, we, we had a bit of a, I, this is a sidetrack, but we're going to, we're going to stick to this. Cause I, I genuinely, I'm baffled by this. There yeah. must've been multiple people involved in this. Oh, yeah. There was someone who did 100%. a design as an initial pitch yep. to a group of people yep. who all approved it. It then went to a 3d designer, a graphic designer yep. who then made a 3d render. Yep. There would have been a couple of different versions minimum. And this yep. is the one that got through. It then okay. went through some sort of printing or mass injection molding setup, and everyone is involved. There's a lot of people at this point who've seen this, who have had <laughs> their hands on it, and have gone, yeah, I've got no questions. Proceed as normal. The number of people this had to get through is mind-boggling that it, it got this far. Yeah. It definitely went through one of two options of either like someone super high up being like, this is an awesome idea, and all the lower guys being like, yeah, we're not going to say no because they don't want to lose their jobs. Or um, them doing this the same as Hollywood have been doing with a lot of things yeah, now for going, attention. Oh, this would be great. People are like yeah. this. I do, but like, I, I just find it bizarre that if, if like any of the senior execs, because these, these are people who are fairly serious from what I've seen, any of the serious execs on the movie, I don't think they had eyes on this. I get the sense this was some marketing team who either knew that this was a limited contract and they had one shot at this and went, "Yep, let's make some thunder," uh, or it was a, or it was an incumbent group who maybe knew they were getting fired and replaced by AI in six weeks, and so went, "Hey, let's go out with a bang." <laughs> Literally, we, we we call this in the biz the perfect storm, Owen. Yeah, it's when everything had to align perfectly for this to actually, occur. and it legitimately got released because. Um, mess yeah. <laughs> i mean you, you'd be surprised like the amount of stuff that like you know gets through <laughs> is is quite crazy you know it's it's really interesting like i think i think a lot of the higher ups are probably too busy they're probably too involved in all the other stuff that yeah. you know if their ea doesn't be like hey what do you think of this popcorn bucket they're like yeah whatever yeah whatever yeah, yeah well, popcorn bucket fine whatever they can't fuck that up i think do you know what i think the problem is i think simon and i and ali too we all we all work in a medical field and so stuff doesn't just slip through um that often although i normally question <laughs> will someone try and put their in this <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what the other thing is sometimes people are too close to it some people don't some people spend their time working away on this thing being like oh yeah this is sick Someone like, sat there get... making the individual tendrils on the worm's yeah. mouth that move yeah. over the top of the popcorn yeah. bucket to gently yeah. caress your hand yeah. as you reach hand. in to get yeah. popcorn out. <laughs> Look, it, it's true. Like someone, someone might be like, "Yeah, this is sick. I've done such a good job," and then like hasn't shown anyone like outside of their immediate team. And or then... some fucking legends like, "I'm gonna create a free fleshlight. Everyone's welcome." <laughs> and then rest. Who knows? Sorry. I, I... <laughs> 
I would love. I would love to know the, the the story behind it, though. That would be that would be uh, a tale for the ages. That's a that's a behind the scenes. I would buy a Blu-ray to watch, despite <laughs> having a Blu-ray okay. player. They have to have it at the start of the movie now, like the making of. Not even the making of the movie, just the making of the popcorn bucket. I want them to oh, open no, with yeah, the no, whole okay. like uh, cider cutter, and then it's just them making the popcorn bucket. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I want to watch. That's 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 the content yeah. I subscribe for. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you haven't seen the June two popcorn bucket, uh, please do us a favor. I want you to record your reaction to it and post it in the Discord when you load it up for the first time because it is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to describe it's it. It's um, so good. Surprising, uh, confusing, and um, distressing on a number of levels that this got through and was mass produced and sent around the world before anyone went. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very funny to me. I do want one. Oh, have you not? <laughs> Ali hasn't seen I mean, it. For the collection, you know? Ali, I think I think for the benefit of the stream, I think I need you to quickly open Google Images and type in Dune 2 Popcorn Bucket. I thought you would have easily done that with the amount of, like, crap yeah. we're talking. G yeah. Give it a give it a game. How have you not? I would have opened this straight away. I grew up like on the internet. I've learnt a long time ago. <laughs> True. Sometimes but people this, are reacting to something you don't want to see it. This isn't this isn't a thing like on the internet though. This is like at cinemas. You could buy this like <laughs> as a popcorn <laughs> bucket. No, no. Have you looked it up? Is that it? Is... The polygon one. Hey, the she's hand? found it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, all, all of it. All Any of them. Pretty. It's all real. The one that's got like, well, you're um like the the only hole is technically better like a finger, and then the rest of it is just the teeth. <laughs> oh, wow! You oh, can understand. So much effort to make as well. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. How did this get through? <laughs> like you don't even get a choice of whether your hand touches the edges. It's just <laughs> the spice must flow, Christian. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's just it's I, as if they wouldn't do like a spiced popcorn flavor for this. As, as if this is what they come up with, rather than like a special movie type. They're expecting spice. you to spice your own. <laughs> Yeah. Is it weird wow. that the biggest thing I'm thinking about, would it make the cinemas cleaner or more dirty? Because it's like, people can't like drop <laughs> as much oh popcorn, God. but are they more likely to drop popcorn. the popcorn getting it out of the Indeed. Indeed. Look, honestly, us here as well, just talking, uh, we've already come up with better ideas. Like, I, I already can think of if they had this as a 3D movie, like sand goggles that are 3D glasses, like stuff or, or, like that. Or the nice sand goggles. Yeah, the sand goggles they use. Like, That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They don't need to make that <laughs> or like or have the the drink bottle have like a still suit design on it and it has the straw built in so you can see the liquid going through the outside of the cup boom yeah. done how does it still suit they don't no. do that anymore no we're sick. gonna make we're gonna make a fucking terrifying monstrosity that's gonna live on the internet <laughs> forever <laughs> how that's what i mean right like we're not marketing we're not that invested in dune I really liked you, the books too, like but you. but like it did not take us that long to come up with infinitely better yeah. ideas on the fly. Like it's, yeah. that's the bit that boggles my mind, right? That this this got through so many levels of approval. It's just it's just surprising. All right, we can't talk about that anymore. Otherwise, we're going to talk about this all night. We should talk about D and D. It's already been twenty four minutes since we started the stream. Let's do our recap and get into it. That was a great aside, and I might cut that and put it at the end as a little behind the scenes and chuck a little chapter. Because if you're watching this in the behind the scenes, thank you so much for sticking around. Um, <laughs> this, this genuinely took up twenty four minutes of the beginning of our session. Um, Alrighty, let us do our recap. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, I, as as chat say, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Look.
probably the cynical part of me thinks that this got through for a very, very obvious reason in that it would get everyone talking, but I still think like a still suit drink bottle would have done that too. Maybe not to the same extent as the wormussy as people keep referring to it, but it's, it's still good. All right, let's do our recap and let's get that out of our heads and try and get back into D&D. &D. It's going to be tough.